2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
3: It's
4: Boomer and Geo on the fan and the CBS Sports Network.
5: For tough studio boomer size and greg Gianotti. it's boomer and geo on the fans simulcast across the country on cbs sports network and wherever you are in the free odyssey app good thursday morning excited for this one boomer is out of course for the rest of the week and jerry's doing rutgers basketball so lame duckskin our program director said who do you want to have in And I said, what about uh, KFC, Kevin Clancy from Barstool? He goes, how much money is he going to (laughs) want?
4: And I said, I don't don't think any. I
5: think he kind of likes this place, but I'll ask him. And if he brings up money, then I'll just send him to you. And you didn't, although you can when he comes in, if you'd like to Mm -hmm. ask for some money. But uh, Kevin, good morning. How are you? Good, man. Never even crossed my mind. Never even crossed my mind. Anything for you guys. Well, and you've made enough at this point, right? I mean, all the stuff is, uh, you know, it's vested. Yep. You got a new house don't you yep new that house big giant i saw a gazebo or something there's a out gazebo there. yep <laughs> there's a gazebo that i never use but
6: i got a gazebo That's
5: that you needed to have mm-hmm. even though you're never going to use it so uh, obviously happy for you on the ground floor of what has become one of the most important sports media companies Crazy. in the country and you have and you're you're probably the only guy in this business that I am jealous of their job over my job. Yeah, and I, the only reason why, and I'm not saying that I would I would take your job over my job, but I am jealous in the fact that something you even said on your Instagram this morning. Yeah, like I'm doing podcasts from home. You know, I got you're interviewing comedians, you're laughing, you can say whatever the hell you want, you don't have to worry about the FCC. I mean, it's just tremendous. I, the fact that you guys get up, what, do
7: you get in at 5.30 every day?
5: Yeah, a little earlier, yeah. Here.
7: Is this, what, is this the 1800s? What are we doing here,
5: Al? You guys, this is crazy. Well, I mean, people still commute. No, people still love the radio.
7: You guys are, you're like first responders in my mind. Jesus. <laughs> you gotta be out there for the people. <laughs> the, the people out there who are out there early, they got nothing. You know, when you wake up and it's still dark out and it's like miserable, but you still got the guys on the
5: fan, it's important. Well, I do think that even in this world where podcasts are available at any point... The fact that we're here live—it's unpredictable. You have yes. no idea what's live going on. is
7: so key, man. Yeah,
5: yeah. We even try to
7: capture that a lot uh, at Barstool, uh, going live on you know any of the video streaming services. Uh, we're on Rumble. We're on YouTube. Like, it's it's something. Even even if you do a podcast and you don't edit it and you let it fly and post it as is, having that safety net is it's always a little different. So when you are truly live
5: it just adds a little extra to it, you know. Would you ever do something like this full time? Do radio live full time. I always thought it would kind of be nice like
7: after like when I'm older. Yeah. Um I don't know if I could do the mornings. <laughs> <laughs> but if there was ever the midday spot or something like that, uh I yeah, I mean I grew up around here, man, right. I, you know. I I love all you guys. It's it's every time I am here it's surreal because I did grow up on it every every show, every host. Um, so every time I'm either even mentioned or a guest spot or now today, like sitting in Boomer's chair is absolutely incredible for me. So even though Barstool worked out beyond my wildest dreams – if I was ever here, yeah, yeah, like it's, it's, it would be an honor, you know? So. It was probably like 10 years ago, you would have said, like, absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah there was for a sure a time where, you know, if you guys came knocking, I would probably would have been like, oh, I'm out. Uh, I'll drop everything for it. Um, <laughs> but now
5: you set yourself up pretty good.
7: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, beyond my wildest dreams, never intended it, never saw it coming. So I uh, got lucky in that regard, but. Um, but you guys are, you know, the originals in my mind,
5: the OGs, yeah, the OGs. here at WFAN. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last time you were on this show, it was on the phone, and we were talking about Steve Cohen. Oh boy, and um, and I was not offended by this, but I remembered what you said. And uh, do you remember what you called me? I don't expect you to, but uh, you. Did. I do remember going at it, but I don't remember yeah. what I specifically said. What I called you, you called me a fat idiot. <laughs> <'Cause we're,
7: laughs> you're not fat <laughs> anymore. You never you actually. You you look, you've been skinny for a while now.
5: Well, it's been it's been about a year. I go up and down. We're coming on a year that I've uh, got this this weight off. Thanks, but uh, you know what? The hell. It's just that at some point I'll get fat again, and then I'll be looking well, back on these videos and going, "Oh my god, what happened to me?"
7: Also, it's like, yeah, what
5: What's the what's the point?
7: Uh, because you feel terrible. Yes,
5: that is right. true.
7: But like, I don't as far well as, as looking good, anyway. it doesn't matter. Like, right. Yeah,
5: you're married. You just yeah, you, you they put
7: er- the makeup on you. I got the makeup on today. I got the full treatment. Right. You know, whatever. You know, put put lipstick on the pig. Who cares?
5: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying, but it's really just it's feeling yeah. good. When and you, then, when you wake
7: up and you're not like. Every time I get out of a chair now, I'm, I'm the old man. I'm like,
5: it's terrible. Terrible. And yeah. how old are you now? You're a little older. Thirty eight. I'll be thirty nine oh, in like wait. two weeks. I thought you were older than me. No. Oh, so right. So you're all right, so you're two years younger than me. Yeah, it gets worse. It definitely gets of worse. Course. You know, like, everything gets worse. It's always. <laughs> like, quickly, though. Yeah, especially um, the life we live. Mets fans, Jets
7: fans, Knicks fans, whatever you are, you know, it just gets worse and worse right, every year.
5: Right. So you called me a fat idiot because I said that Steve Cohen was doing a bad job up until that point. And I understand that he's different than the Willpons. I'm not one of those guys. hmm but this offseason, even you who's been trying to be positive with this organization for the last number of years where most of us have been negative, even this offseason's got to piss you off a little bit.
7: Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no two ways about that. I will say, I do think people forget that, like, I, I think it matters that he initially had the biggest offer for Yamamoto. Yeah. Like, that That means something. And I think at some point in, in the business world, you recognize when you're just being used for leverage and getting played. Like... Yeah, I guess he could have gone to, like, 400. But I don't even know that. I really don't think Yamamoto was ever really planning on coming here. And it would have taken, like, something ridiculous to get him. And I think there was kind of a, an idea of, like, if we get him, maybe we 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 start to make more moves. And if we don't, we get back to the long-term plan. I was just saying this to you off Mike. I think with the Mets, one of the best things that happened to us as fans in recent years was 2022, but for the long term, like the landscape of everything, I almost wonder if it it got hopes up and it was kind of a little bit of like lightning in a bottle that we thought this is just you know Cohen's here now and we're gonna be like this every year and it's like we are still we still didn't really even have a full time GM or president at that time you know it was still a revolving door and there's still a lot of changes to make and I think we kind of got needed to get back to like we always, he always had his heart. And as I said on Stearns, I don't know. I mean, this guy better deliver because right, mean, I, I mean, I've been hearing his name for
5: yeah, how long now? And he's probably pulling the strings on this past off season, or, or sorry, not the off season, but the trade deadline stuff. Right. Before he was here. Right. Like, right. There's you have no to doubt in my
7: mind. Yeah. 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 And uh, so there's a lot of pressure on him, to be honest, more more so than even Cohen. Um, I think when the time is right, I, I mean, it's just such a long term thing. We talk about being an owner. You know what I mean? And I know New York, you know, we don't we don't have a lot of patience and we want things right away. And especially when you get a little taste of it where it was like, what could have been? But I think they did a very good job of like, wait a minute. You know, we had a long term plan. All of a sudden we catch lightning in a bottle. We're good. Let's go all in on some Hall of Famers short term that aren't going to bog us down. And when it didn't work out, it's like, all right, let's get back to the long term plan. So now, listen, if all of a sudden Pete Alonzo is walking in. And some of these big names go by without any real offers, nobody's coming in, then I'm gonna get real. Then, then. Then there's problems.
5: Well, I, I I think that he would pay Pete Alonso if David Stearns wants Pete Alonzo on the team. I don't think that money is going to stop him, but I don't know if David what Stearns is not to want. I'll tell you, this this is what he's going to say. Bounty average. I no no no. <laughs> I, I, I want Pete Alonso signed. If he was signed this morning out of nowhere, which is not going to happen, I would be thrilled. I would have a positive opinion on it. I'm playing devil's advocate because sometimes these Met fans, you understand, and get angry and they don't understand what what you're trying to say, Uh, but this is what David Stearns will say. If the team is struggling and they get to the trade deadline and they're on track to win another 74, 75 games, okay, they're going to say, all right, this guy, what is he doing for us? We're still a bad team. yeah." So he's the face of a franchise and hits a bo- bunch of home runs on a bad team, like the famous Ralph Kiner line when he went mm-hmm. in to ask for more money after he led the league in home runs. that we finished last, we can finish last without you. And he's going to say, look at the prospects and rebuilding this farm system, which we needed to do. It's priority one. And the guy's in his 30s. So what am I going to do? Give him eight years, nine years, 10 years at this ridiculous number to just watch him depreciate over the next number of seasons? Or can I go and rebuild this team by making a huge deal at the trade deadline for a desperate team? That's what he's going to say. Uh, Listen, I suppose if there's like the perfect offer and you're talking about top, top level prospects...
7: And it's, you know, almost like a Herschel Walker deal of, of baseball. There's some logic to that. For a franchise that has been devoid of sluggers, you know, prior to Pete. Was and homegrown ones, Bel- too. Beltran was, what, 41 home runs was the most yeah. we ever had in a season. Yeah, homegrown. A guy who's got pretty much a lock for 40 and 50 home run potential. Juice some balls and we're, we're talking 60. Like, those don't. Grow on trees, man. Those, those, you're going to watch Pete Alonzo go hit several hundred home runs for another team. And what you said does logically make sense. And I actually do really appreciate the executives that don't get emotional and don't think that way. Where they're just like, what is best for the team long term? Uh, I get all that. But, you know, you got to have some people. You got to have some guys on your team. And... If you've already got a guy like Lindor locked up, it's like if they were totally – if there was no core at all, I could understand that. But if you've already got Lindor, Nimmo, Diaz, some of the pieces in place, Sanga, you know, like, you got to have a first baseman. you got to have some guys on your team. So, like, you you can't go out there and be, like, a 50-win team. So, to me, I, I don't think there's any reason to not sign this guy. The money will be there. People kind of you know discount them like you can you can get you can get another first baseman like corner corner infield. I, Again, point
5: to point to me the homegrown homegrown guy who's hitting forty to fifty home runs. Yeah, it, it doesn't happen, and yeah. I I think and tell me if I'm off base on this. But and I don't think I've ever even said this to Boomer, but we haven't talked a ton of Mets this off season. It's been so much football, but I really do believe that part of the reason why this is even a discussion is his personality. Yeah. That he doesn't have that aura about him. He's a goofball. And I'm not yep. saying it's a bad thing. But like David Wright, when he was the face of the organization, was like, man, that guy is just perfect. Mm-hmm. you know. And then a guy like Daryl Strawberry, the, he would walk around. He was huge. He just had like, oh, my God, yeah. that's Daryl Strawberry. Mike Piazza. Holy crap. Bigger Mike than Piazza. life. Larger than life, yeah. Right. So like, and Pete Alonso is just like this kind of goofy dude from Florida that's just like, hey, man, this is awesome.
7: <sighs> but you know and, uh, what?
5: If he would embrace that, yeah. it
7: would work. Yeah. And and I, I get that you wanna be like, I'm the man. It's just off with him. Yeah. And I and I don't I, I love the guy. I've met him a couple times. He's very he's been nice to come on our show. He's given us time. Like I, I don't mean it as a knock, but it's like I almost wish I could like do PR for him and like yes, like, when I see I I say this all the time to be honest. Yeah, what, what my what my second career after barstool should be is PR for players and teams, where it's like don't send that tweet, don't give that clip. Here's what you should say because these, some of these guys, it's like who who told you this was a good idea, you know? And I I think. He tries to just be something he's not. I learned it myself on the internet. Like you try to be something, you try to be cool, you try to say this, you try to act like that and when you're not, people can smell that a mile away, you know? Yeah. And I just remember little things like at the Home Run Derby when he was like closing his eyes and like <sighs> the camera zooming in on him and he's like focused. And he's like, he's listening to like Drake or whatever, like nodding (laughs) along. And I'm like, he probably does do that. I'm not saying it's not him, but I think in the moment he was like, I'm going to like listen to music and be cool. And it's like, just go be out there and be like, I'm a goof. I'm a, I'm a kind of fat goofball who (laughs) mashes. Yeah, You know, that's what I do. I'm not cool. I'm not slick. I'm not suave. What I do is mash.
5: People would love that. Yeah, absolutely. And I I really do believe that this would not be a discussion if he was that guy who was the unquestioned leader. He wasn't doing the Donnie Stevenson stuff.
4: Oh, that was the worst. Oh.
7: That was the worst. <laughs> yeah. I actually like I I got a kick out of it for like one day when it was like, it, okay, this is a cool little clubhouse joke. Yeah. And then they, they like had somebody dress up like it. I was like, <laughs> oh boy, here we go. The, the Mets still, this is what Cohen needs to fix, and I don't know how you do it. Because I don't know, no matter who we have in here, the players, the coaches, the team, whatever, they still, the Mets still Mets, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's like, but you can't because you're the Mets and you always get
5: caught and it's always LOL Mets, so stop doing that stuff. Right, right, exactly. And I... I try to. I've tried to defend them for years and years and years, and I've now just waved. I I waved the white flag on it. I can't. I can't defend some of the goofy stuff. I can't do yeah. it. And then. And then the problem. Like this is something that this is a good topic for you because I I don't think this this is like a new thing in sports talk and in sports media. Like back when I was growing up and listening to the radio station and consuming sports media when I was in my twenties. So we're talking like. uh, 2004, 5, 6, somewhere in there. If someone that was talking about the Mets or the Vikings or the Knicks had a a negative opinion about the team, I would want to, and I had a positive opinion of the team, I'd want to debate them a little bit, but I wouldn't hate that person's guts Mm -hmm, for it. mm -hmm. And that's something that has gone on now. Where you can't like, and the Met fan base is so sensitive right now. Oh, I hate you, the Met fan base. Yeah, right. I you can't them. say anything negative without them hating your guts. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, I want the best for the Mets too. And mm-hmm. if, if I'm sitting here and saying everything they do is great, and not calling them out for it, then now I'm not doing my job.
7: Sure. No, I get that. I get that. I just think, well, I, I also I have a different experience right now with frank. a man a man by the name of frank fleming yeah right right and because i used to be known as like the most negative sky is falling guy i was that dude who was you know the 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 character in major league like you know yeah. rooting against them basically right because i couldn't stand to see the wilpons ever succeed and get lucky uh and now frank comes in and you know Frank is a superstar. He's probably the most recognizable person at the company. He's doing Frank walks right now. He's yeah. losing a
5: ton of weight. He's a different guy. He's amazing. He called in last week because I brought him up, and he was just so happy to get all the flowers thrown at him. Oh, it was hilarious.
7: no, he's the belle of a ball right now. <laughs> yeah. But he is so negative at all times. When you get to that level, it's like, well, now I can't trust that you're being logical at all because everything is negative when we were winning a hundred games the sky was falling every day now is that you know if you got some complaints now i understand he was doing the same thing in 2022 when we were winning you know of every four games sure so that's the kind of stuff where and what i really try to preach and i it's it's steve cohen came in and took over one of the worst organizations in all of sports and in the in the grand scope of owning a baseball team, we are still at, like, the very first little blip of his, you know, reign, if you will. And I think there's so much that needs to be done that, like, just remember, you know, you're not even making... 375 million dollar offers. You're not even in the conversation, you know, and it's not that long ago when the, when the Korea day happened, which ended up all reversing, but there was a, listen, they, they, they have a a thing called the Cohen tax. Yeah. You know, like he's changed the game. Uh, by the way, if Steve Cohen ever pulled what the Dodgers pulled with Shohei Otani the world would have oh my collapsed God. Oh, into yeah. itself. 100%. So, uh you know, we can't, like, it, it, it's just remember how bleak. I think people have a real short memory on how dark and how bleak it was. And I know maybe the results aren't there, but, like, a lot of the infrastructure and off-the-field stuff, it's a lot, lot, lot better. Now, if a couple more years go by and no money's being spent and things haven't changed, then, then you have a gripe. But... We're only a couple years removed from the best season we've all witnessed in the last uh, last 30 years. Yep. Uh, and it's it's like a little bit of grace, guys. A little bit. You know what I mean? We're Mets fans. We've been through a lot worse than this. Yeah, and you I know? do think
5: that's part of it, though, is that if you're someone who was negative during the Wilpon reign, then you got excited about Steve Cohen being here, and the seasons have gone the way they did. Like, for example, I mean, that 101-win that season was great, but that, that series down in Atlanta where you got swept was horrible then that Padre series getting your ass kicked and then Max Mm -hmm. Scherzer the the guy the the real big Steve Cohen acquisition don't you just hate him now oh I hate his guts hate him he gets
7: killed on that Friday night and then this is where like in what world what other fan base would have the two guys go to the World Series winning team yeah I know you know like what how And and it's the Texas Rangers? I know. Like, how? That's where where I get nervous because I'm like, Steve Cohen has so much money, and I think he's smart enough to put the best people in baseball around him that it's almost like inevitable that at some point we'll be a contending franchise, but... When things like that happen, I'm yeah. like, this is, you're, you're cursed. Right, absolutely. And I get worried that even, you know, Steve Cohen could have $50 billion and he would go, well, I don't know, there's black magic working against him. <laughs> because how does Jacob DeGrom and Max Scherzer go go to the. It's just. Yeah, how but does at that least happen? DeGrom didn't pitch. I, I know, mean, that, at least. That, they, if he was like lights out.
5: Yeah, that would have been. And,
7: or, and, and Max wasn't good, so it's like they didn't really like. But the fact that they're going to have rings and, you know, it's like, yeah. how does that happen? Yeah. It's the same thing as, you know, uh, Doc and, and Daryl back in the day right. going to the Yankees. The Yankees.
5: Like, how, I know. In what world? All right, it is Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool with us for the entire show. We got CeeLo coming up with his first update of the morning.
1: Hi, right, Boomer
8: and Geo
5: on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC, from Barstool with us for the entire show, co-hosting, filling in for Boomer. In the break, CBS Sports Network, just for us on the monitor, put up this picture of Otani and Yamamoto. So, Stephen, if you could put that back up for a second because CeeLo pointed out something that has been going on crazy on X and Instagram and everywhere else with these uniforms. So the Fanatics uniform is is so bad. Now, this picture is probably could be the most important off-season spring training picture there is. Otani and Yamamoto standing together, and the pants are see-through with these uniforms, and you could see the jersey tuck through the pants. And this was something that was seen with other guys that were doing interviews and stuff, and it was picked up media on. media day yesterday. But this is just—it's
7: embarrassing. Is this picture? How does this get like approved i don't know now, like even from like the on every level even like the, the photographer wouldn't be like hey guys your pants are see-through <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> what
5: like, crazy throw
9: a filter on that bad
5: boy you know what's interesting is when this this deal happened like baseball fans like fanatics like i have the uniforms oh my god they're gonna be crap it's gonna go ru- look at this look at it. it's so bad yeah, but it's bad. like I, it, I
7: don't usually get bent out of shape about stuff like this like oh this the patch on this or that or the numbers the jersey
5: but that that particularly looks stupid. Right. I mean, it's chintzy. It's, it's yeah. bad. It's yeah. just... And I remember saying, like, that these uniforms come out of the same uh, factory in Vietnam. Doesn't matter who's making China. them. In China. China. <laughs> That's where they're coming out of. It doesn't matter. But no, they were right. The baseball yeah. fans were right. Fanatics took the easy way out, the cheap way out, and they look like crap. I guess if you are a jersey guy, I'm not. But if you're used to buying them and
7: wearing them and, and you're really a uniform dude, you, you know these things. I never in a million years would have cared about this,
5: but... Uh, see, I'm I mean, not a uniform. This is I'm actually surprised. This is usually the Mets. Right. Usually <laughs> the Mets would have put out a picture and be like, you can see through these guys' pants. No, well, I mean, it's all of Major League yeah. Baseball that yeah. is that is uh, dealing with this. But, like, I'm not a guy who wears a jersey anymore, but I'm someone who, when I look at Major League sports, I want to see high-quality stuff, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about these guys. I mean, Shohei Otani signed a $700 million contract that he's wearing paper mache <laughs> pants. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid.
9: It really is stupid. And when you see the back with the letter, for the last name smaller than the numbers oh, that, yeah. so the yankees won't have to deal with that of course so oh, everyone it, else it is yeah, there is bad.
7: something a little uh you know baseball uniforms are a little bit higher up for me i don't really care what you, football uniforms or basketball uniforms look like as much baseball you want to look you want to play the part
5: well especially with some of these classic franchises yeah and that and hockey too like those mm, those are the ones yeah. i
9: believe fanatics is taking over the nhl oh, i don't know my. what year that's starting <sighs> but i'm pretty sure they're taking over this is out Wow, they're making so much money. How did,
5: And by the way, the biggest Super Bowl party, the most exclusive Super Bowl party there was in Vegas, was the Fanatics party. Yeah, they're everywhere, right? That yeah, is, the How did that happen? Yeah. Like it was only like 700 tickets, Ice Spice performed. It was <sighs> like a crazy thing that you couldn't get into. You're a big Ice Spice fan? No, not at all. Al, actually. you a big Ice Spice fan?
6: I'm not really sure who she is. Ice Spice.
7: We, I would love to do just like put Al in a room with Ice Spice and just have him like listen to her records and and like review them. That would be great. You guys oh. should do that.
9: <laughs> I'll admit, I have no idea. You don't Ice know Spice Ice Spice? No. no,
7: come on. She you was guys. in the, the
9: box with Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. She had the oh, okay. d- don't demonic don't stuff on her her
7: music, right? but like yeah, I oh, don't the know Satan music, worshiper. No. Yeah, she's one Satan of the most like worshiper. iconic or not iconic, but uh, recognizable people out
9: there right now. Come, come, come on, I'm taking the hit. I mean, I admit it's probably bad that I don't know, but she did the Duncan
5: donut super bowl commercial too well she went viral because she was in the box with taylor swift and she had a cr- upside down cross on her neck and then she was doing like the devil horn oh thing God. and people like oh she's, she's saying that she's from the bronx singing. she's a new york right, right. you love you said
9: she did the duncan commercial not the ben affleck j-lo no no no, she did
5: oh, oh wait, sorry not the duncan okay. commercial the starry commercial the right. sprite uh competitor but commercial. i think she did something with duncan too she did. Oh, I don't she, know about the Super Bowl, did, but I think that's she does. Right. I mean, it was she's everywhere, man. It was all a right. drink. Yeah, that's right. why I remember drink. doing the reads for.
9: it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what do you have over there, all man? Right, we are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog, food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket. Order official state lottery games on your phone. Second season in the big leagues for Kodai Senga. Of course, finds himself atop this uh, Mets remade rotation. Not exactly the start he and the team were looking for, though. Yeah, after
1: the after his size session yesterday, he came in and you know experienced some arm fatigue. Uh, so he's staying inside, and we're taking a look at him.
9: That was, of course, manager Carlos Mendoza See, this yesterday. Is, this
5: is something that, uh, not to to go and, and project, but this is something that's alarming in the sense of they were very protective of him last year, yeah. giving him the off days, making sure he was on his regular schedule. You have an entire off season. You come back, and in the first couple of days, you're experiencing fatigue. Fatigue sounds to me like something we're going to tell everybody so they don't freak <laughs> out. Then they look into it, and it's something terrible.
7: How can you be fat- fatigue? Right. I know fatigue implies like you know a long period of time. You're tired. Like it's it's we just started. Yeah, this is. I, I don't get nervous until I hear barking. When they tell me that the elbow's barking, then <laughs> then all the alarms go off. But man, if he if he is in trouble this
1: year. <laughs> literally who's going to pitch.
9: That's, that's an excellent point. One more from Mendoza. I'm not sure yet where they go from here. We'll
10: see. we got to get with the trainers because that was, that was late, obviously. Um, i got to get more information, but he got on the mound yesterday, and today he came in and, you know, just overall arm fatigue.
9: Yeah, so further evaluation on Sanga. Perhaps we'll get something a little bit more later on today, but uh, certainly would be a hit to an already thin Mets rotation. Let's be honest, many Mets fans probably uh, – the one sitting to my left here, already on edge bit, and there hasn't even been a meaningful pitch thrown yet. Our guy Evan Roberts certainly on the list, and he was going through it yesterday, of course, on Evan and Tiki. That's the issue Met fans are having. They can't carpent, carpentalize. Carmenta-
10: <laughs> yeah. com- compartmentalize. Car-
6: par- carmental. P- Compart. Compartment. Say compartment. Compartment. Compartmentalize.
9: Compartmentalize.
6: There you go. They can't carpentalize. <laughs> oh, my God.
9: <laughs> They can't corpament. <laughs> say compartment. Compartmentalize. There you go. Nah, I got it. <laughs> All you got to do is say compartment. Poor guy. Uh, poor, poor guy. Poor tiki that well, he's got to deal with. <laughs> At least he, <laughs> he tried to room a life raft, tried to help him out a little bit there. <laughs> That is, that is a tough one. I, I've, I've had an issue with that one. But he's, that's what I mean. He's so worked up about yeah, the mental. we got to slow that one down a little bit.
5: Right. Did you <laughs> see the way he looks? Have you seen him lately, Kevin? <laughs> no.
9: Oh,
1: oh my you God. You seen with
9: the bandana yesterday? Yeah.
5: Oh, what, is he just losing his mind?
7: Well, I think he
9: heard you ripping his hair and figured, let me just throw a bandana on here. So what? Like he, what a hat- bandana? Like,
7: like Michael Scott in The Office when he's wearing... <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, here it is. It's All right. Like so a, this, a so biker
5: gang. All right. So just so you know... He did this bet where oh. if Pete Alonso wasn't signed, he wasn't going to cut his hair and his beard. So, oh lordy! <laughs> so now that's not a good idea for him. Here he is. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah.
7: I, I I'll be honest. Kind of like it. You like it. I think gives the man- him,
9: gives him the you know a little. Uh, he looks a little tough for once yeah. in his life, you know. Yeah, the bandana yesterday helped with that. It if you took the like bandana like, off, you'd be ripping a machine. That t- yeah. I can understand. Oh, yeah. yeah,
7: I could understand. I can see that not going great. But keep the bandana. You look like a little Daniel Bryan almost, a little wrestling vibe to
5: you. Yeah. So that was good. That's that's how he looked actually okay, and he combed his hair back. This one the other day. This <laughs> this was Friday when they did this this A Rod Day, and they took a picture outside of the studio, and he he was just. Here we go. Look at this one. This this is what he looks like normally. See that? <laughs> oh, my. See? Yeah, Have that's it's a bad the Betsy. <laughs> I know. It's, it's That looks like a, like a prison picture. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what
3: we said. Mugshot. <laughs> I
5: know. So that's where he's at right now. They yeah.
9: can't carpentapentalize. That's going to be on the drop forever <laughs> now, <right? laughs> <Yeah>. oh, God. <laughs>
5: you know, my wife can't say burglary. Like, cannot say burglary.
9: How does it come out? Burgle, burglary. Burglary. burglary 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 she
5: cannot say it mm. like i've got a minute and a half video on, on my phone of her trying to say it wow cannot get it out i mean it's i say repeat just like tiki was doing whatever i say repeat after me burglary can't do it do you, do have, you have any any bugaboos well actually that one i've i've struggled with carp oh
3: my <laughs> God. i can't do
9: it compartmentalize over one.
5: here Jeez, yeah compartmentalize.
9: I have one. I'm forgetting what the word is now, but every time I, I have to say it on the air sometimes and I, and I always screw it up. I, I started. what it is.
7: I started saying, uh, as a joke, I started saying Documentary.
9: <laughs> And now I can't stop. Now you're stuck on it. Yeah. yeah. Documentary. Documentary. It just Doc slips out now. I sound ridiculous.
5: I used to have a problem saying Mark Schlereth's name. Mm. So did
9: Dog. That's a tough one. Oh, well, Dog's a yeah, problem. Super Bowl seeing- week, a guy's sitting next to him and he butchered his name like three times. Oh. And he's like, hey, Marky, like they were old friends. And when he <laughs> introduced him and when he finished the spot, he butchered the last name both what times. Did he, what did he call him? I can't remember. It didn't make any sense, whatever it was. It didn't make any sense. <laughs> But the guy was sitting there with him, and he was like, oh, yeah, I love, love him, and he couldn't even say his name. Yeah, so. Mark Schlereth. Schlereth,
5: yeah. yeah. There you
9: go. I All think right. he, it was like Schlereth. He was like stressing the wrong syllable.
5: Well, yeah. I mean, we have him trying to say Chris Olave's name. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, a million of them, right?
11: Oliver Olave Olave Olove, uh, Slaveshaft. <laughs> Christoph- uh, uh, mm-hmm. Oliver uh, Whatever it's the kid from Ohio State. Olive, uh, Oliver Alave, Oliver. Shaquon Shaquon Barkley. Oh, Shaquon
7: Barkley. Oh my god! This is, uh, this is a big thing with Portnoy too. He can't pronounce any names. He says uh, McCulkey Culkin oh boy. is a famous one. He called Gigi Hadid uh, Jiggy Gahad. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, he, he can't say anybody's name. Uh, what was
5: that? Oh my goodness! Remember when he. Called a reporter for like the Washington Post, and he kept saying mispronouncing uh, a word. Yeah. Uh, oh my. He's, god. He says misogynic. Yeah, it's instead a, of
7: misogynistic.
5: That's right. And, he, and he's like that's, he always, misogynic comments, and nobody, she wasn't like correcting him at all. He enough. said it like thirteen times. Oh my god! That's all I could focus on. With and that, he can't.
7: He physically can't do it, and he's like, that's how. That's, that's how you know I'm not misogynistic. I can't even say the word.
11: <laughs> <laughs> uh, So-called so. heiniest crime. Uh, Hiniest. Much Hineous. and Much, to me, made about nothing.
5: Hub-a-do. Much yeah. hubba do. <laughs> All right, Celo, what else is going All on? All right, man?
9: Yankee second baseman Gleyber Torres entering his walk <laughs> year. Had a free agency. Here was the uh, 27-year-old on the road ahead. I don't want to leave from here.
11: Uh, I feel in home right now. I know everybody, my brothers, family here. I want to be Yankee for life, but uh, that's on my my goals. Let's see what happens. Like
9: many other guys, in his spot, open to talks and negotiations right now, but not once the season begins, just wants to focus on playing. And he had the mustache when he showed up the other day. Yeah. Already ditched that Gone. from media day yesterday. That's done. Mm-hmm. Austin yep. Wells is still sticking with that uh, bushy son of a gun. Now, there's the mustache from, I think that was Tuesday, for their first full squad workout. But in the pictures from there, you go CBS Sports all over. Yeah, I mean, that's, CBS that's, that's the look
5: right there, right? yeah
9: Yep. With the eyebrow slash. Yep, that's the Glaber we know and love. There you go. Knicks <laughs> out of the All-Star break, still missing OG Ananobi and Julius Randle. No specific return-to-play timeline for either of them. Randall optimistic that he'll make it back from that dislocated shoulder this season, but he admits surgery remains a possibility.
10: You know, I have to weigh out every day ultimately, and, and decide you know, from there. But uh, right now I'm just focused on trying to avoid that, obviously, and get back on the court. Like that. You got the Knicks Yeah, this was not a good press conference. No.
9: Well, I gave you the quotes from. I guess they had Tuesday mm-hmm. with uh, with uh, Tom Thibodeau, and it sounded encouraging. Yeah. Yesterday, not as much.
5: Yeah, I mean the fact that season-ending surgery is still on the table, and that came from the horse's mouth, mm-hmm. was extremely alarming.
9: Yeah, but who and, knows? Ananobi, to a lesser extent, you know, you, there's no. like, Yeah, hey, we hope we're coming back. We don't know when. Yeah, that's uh-huh. almost. What's worse, <laughs> you <laughs> know what <But laughs> I mean? Like
7: the uncertainty
5: right. is like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah, I, I am. I have never thought I'd sit here and desperately want to see Julius Randle in the playoffs. Same. <laughs> but that is that's where we're at. No, yeah. I gotta see him in the playoffs. Yeah. And yeah. I, he was really trending in a great way too. And this would and obviously the last couple of playoff se- uh, series for him have been miserable and he was what hurt a f- last
7: year. Easter yeah. famine guy he is. You know I, know what know. I mean when he's on it's like he can go toe to toe with anybody and when he's off it's
5: like he's you know uh, pouting and a, a mess out there. And this would have been the year too. Like another year with Jalen Brunson. He's calming everything down This would have been the year for him. So hopefully we'll still see him. But, like, of course... It, like everything in New York sports, when you're on the precipice of something going great, something has to collapse Always. on your head, Always. and that's what's going on. Well,
9: mm-hmm. in the short term, some good news: Dante Divincenzo's off the injury report, so he is good to go for tonight against the Sixers. Bogey Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein are probable; they had missed uh, the last game or two before the All Star break. So they do have some healthy bodies coming back out of the break. The Nets will face the uh, the Raptors rather in Toronto under interim head coach Kevin Ollie. You got coverage on the fan in the Free Odyssey app beginning at. Rangers-Devils from Prudential Center this evening. The Blue Shirts going for a ninth consecutive win. You've also got the Islanders in St. Louis to face the Blues. Now, took a couple of days and a couple of exclusive quotes, first to Newsday and then a big write-up in the post. But uh, St. John's head coach Rick Patino finally stood down a bit on the post-game criticism of his players following Sunday's loss
12: to Seton Hall. I said to my staff, anybody in the guys, any of them upset? I said, a couple of feelings of hurt. So I immediately went in the team and told them, I absolutely love you guys. I would never, ever want to embarrass you, but it's my bad. I'm at fault. My
9: bad. Yeah. But they had their best practice of the to year, me, and then they won at Georgetown last night. Right. Well. Georgetown stinks. We know.
12: Exactly. Now, I, I do think
5: that this has more to do about recruiting yeah. and going oh, yeah. forward than it does oh, yeah. with this team. because wants,
7: You don't want to go play for it. You can't do these things these days. Exactly. You know what I mean? and, and it sucks because you should be able, you know, there, there needs to be a little bit of that in coaching, especially if you're playing poorly, but you know, when you got divas and five-star recruits and everybody whining and dining and
5: NIL and all that, it's like, I don't want to go there with this guy if he's going to you know, bash me to the public. Right, and he also mentioned players' names when he was bashing them and not mm-hmm. just saying collectively, and he goes, I never should have mentioned the name, mm-hmm. but uh, Nikola Jokic, he's a guy who can't move laterally. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, now you're you know, slamming an MVP now, no. too. No. Yeah. But he's, I don't know, that was just a bad look, and he does not, he hates this team. We know he hates this team. <laughs>
9: you know, he says he loves them. Right.
5: Other he, than breathing air, he says right he doesn't love them he he thinks that they suck and he said it was the most uh, miserable season he's ever had in coaching. Miserable experience. This yeah. was yesterday about the future. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It's like, hey, I, I'm sorry, my bad. I'm not going to yeah. do that again to the guys that are coming in next year in the transfer portal when I get rid of these losers. You, That's what he was saying.
7: We, we we want guys. You know, I hate the lip service, right? I like right. the honesty, and then but then when somebody does it, people are like, whoa, you
5: can't do that. <laughs> it's like, well, which, yeah, which we way just do you want. went too far. Yeah, yeah. Too and too he, far. D- he yeah. didn't he didn't take any accountability for the team stinking. That right. was the problem. Right. So
9: right, and then followed it up with multiple days of quotes and it wasn't until he's sitting at the post game press conference last night right yeah my bad in mm-hmm. hindsight so you're right a little uh kind see of see right through that one
5: just like the fanatics pants <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Boomer and Geo coming to you live with the Bill Ford Tough Studio
2: okay picture this it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road
5: Geo and Kevin Clancy from Barstool with us for the entire show. Let's go. Do you Old take thing. a lot of calls when you do live shows? Never, right? You uh, so my
7: show, we do voicemails. Right. Uh, like pre, pre-recorded calls that they, they leave us messages and video messages. So we get a little bit of that, but we don't get the live
5: element. At the live, calls. you need that. You, you need, need, need that. That. the We're live. We're doing Radio
7: for a while. We got we
5: got a couple of live calls, and there's just something. They're a different breed when you call in live, you know. Yeah. Well, we found this guy yesterday. Actually, two days. He called back-to-back days. He is a moon chasing, mushroom microdosing, mm-hmm. gynecologist, who was at the Las Vegas shooting. Can you oh, wow? Can you even make that one up?
7: Yeah, think no, about can. that. You can't script that. And was something what exactly. What does moon chasing mean? He was
6: also at uh, Tel Aviv bombing. That's right. Yes, it's, it's like yeah. a bad luck Forrest Gump. <laughs> yes, it's his I, final destination. That's exactly that what I said. Yeah. I said
5: your your life is like Final Destination. Um, moon chasing, like he goes after eclipses and full moons and tries to get in certain areas of the world, just where, just, just to witness it, or just something like happen. I think. Well, the eclipse is. He's going to go in the middle of the ocean to get totality of the eclipse. While he wants, while he's on shrooms and like just live. And he said this was the other thing. He said he got original COVID and he was in the hospital for seven days and he was very very ill. And he would look out the window of his hospital bed to the moon. And moon saved him. And the moon saved him. And that's how he got into the moon chasing. Al, are you doing mushrooms? (laughs)
6: I have not tried mushrooms. I think you'd be a mushrooms guy, no? Uh, yeah, you know. Get I hear, on the beach and just, you know. Yeah, I hear like Joe Rogan talking about that stuff. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Why don't you? Because I, I, don't, I don't know who to trust. Yeah. To oh, you don't want to. To administer. He's getting well, close. We can get that
5: done for you, Al. We'll, we'll look you up. He's getting close to trying a gummy. He's never done anything.
6: Oh, you
7: never even, have, no. you,
5: have you done never. anything?
7: No. Wow. <laughs> just alcohol.
6: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. think you could use a gummy in your life. Yeah, I bet you. I I'd probably. I be think much- you would, you would relax a yes. little. You know, but then like Eddie gets paranoid, so I don't want that. Yeah, the paranoia.
7: Is, but but the, it's so there's you know something for everybody these days. Right. But dinner. how do they
6: know what to? What to give you. Well, I think you walk in and you say. Yeah, they have like a menu almost. If you're, yeah, but who am I walking walk into who? A guy who knows weed? That's weird too. Yeah. Uh, nah,
7: it's the same thing. You walk in, you know, you, you want a red, a white. Do you want, you know, this kind of wine? Do you want this kind of alcohol? There's something for everybody, Yeah, Come on. You sound you sound like you're ancient, Al. <laughs> I know uh, that I am. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you
6: are. Yeah.
7: What
6: are you, like a hundred now, Al? A uh, fifty, uh, four. <laughs> Jeez.
5: You really got to think about your age. I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's when you know you're old. But you look great. He does. You haven't changed. You've looked the same for what, 20 years? Well, yeah. I mean, he doesn't age because he's so healthy. I guess so. He's lost weight. Stay
7: away from the gummies and the mushrooms.
5: Well, yeah. Exactly. But all seed oils. By the way, did you see the Impossible Burger, which is such a joke that's crap they put in there, but they're changed from canola oil to avocado oil. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So oh, they're still
8: crap. It's still crap. But uh, <laughs> but seed oil's going down day by day. Yeah, you know, when you don't live, you don't age. Yeah, there you go. Mmm, wow. That's... that's-
5: Wow. That is That's a... like, I'm, I'm moon chasing and on shrooms, you just blew my mind. Yeah, already. that's a fortune cookie mm-hmm. spot right there. Uh, let's go to Whitey from Massapequa. What's going on, Whitey?
4: Hey, what's up, Gio and Kevin? How you guys doing? Great,
5: man. What do you got? What's up, Whitey?
4: Not too much. Uh, Kevin, congrats on the on the huge success over at Barstool. Thanks, I man. I a, a couple questions for you. Sure. So, uh, with this recent weather you still shovel your own driveway or you have PTSD from uh, from that dude
7: I, uh, I I uh I did not shovel my own driveway I just didn't do anything <laughs> <laughs> I like hadn't thought about it really I, I I uh I had a house then I lived in an apartment for a couple years now I'm back to the house and it snowed and I like as I went to work that day to drive I was like oh wait a minute there's snow <laughs> everywhere <laughs> and then I just kind of like plowed through the snow myself for the next few days until it like kind of started to melt so i'm for sure gonna need to find somebody if you're in the area in westchester and you plow uh holler at me because i'm for sure not shoveling my own I'm not shoveling ever again.
5: Right, exactly. Ever again. There's some things you got to drop. Just some things. I, you I, have to. I might go all out and just get one of those like
7: heated driveways where you just oh. like flip a switch. I don't know how much those cost. A lot. But honestly, it's probably worth it.
5: Yeah, I got a buddy who was thinking about that. But it doesn't snow enough, at least on Long Island I, anymore. I
7: was pretty stunned that we... I was like thinking we're never going to get snow again at one point. I mean, it was warm up until... Recently and then you know, we finally got a couple storms. Do you have a
8: landscaper? I'm sure,
7: yes. Yeah. Usually yeah. those
5: guys will we'll come and do, do it. it. Okay.
8: Yeah.
7: Yeah, that makes sense. That
5: Let's makes go sense. to Alan who was in Westchester. What's going on, Alan?
8: Wait. Hey guys, how are you doing? What's I uh, up, I was um, listening to you guys talking about not being able to pronounce words. I work in corporate communications. I had a boss who could not say the word success. He said it with all S's. He would always say success. <laughs> So I had one of my jobs was to write speeches for him and he made speeches a couple of times a week. So every time I wrote a speech for him, I would make sure and put the word success in the <laughs> about fifty times. And then I would just sit back and watch the show. But you
7: hated that guy. Yeah, some people apparently. like to watch the world burn, man. <laughs>
8: yeah, you you know obviously... He never caught
10: on either.
5: Oh my god. Yeah, that that's tough, man. Like at some people though I like as as funny as it is that Evan couldn't pronounce a word, but that guy, clearly, the guy who can't say success, like, has a speech impediment. Yeah, right? th- now, now we're just picking on... Right! <laughs> I know,
3: now now, I've, now I've, I'm
5: starting to feel bad about this. Uh, but, yeah, Evan not being able to say compartmentalize. I that That's one I struggle with, too. Now I've just realized it. I, I
7: just uh, dug up some old clips the other day, and I found one where uh, Portnoy said, uh, in the same clip, he said, Lorenzo Ball, <laughs> and then... He he wrote out J Lo yeah. and wrote J L O W E like Roblo, <laughs> and he admitted <laughs> to us he was like I never really knew how to spell her nickname. And I was like, what? Wow. It's just J and Lo, dude. What? So some people are, uh, I, some, I think some people just don't care. You know, their brains are wired somewhere right. and they just don't care. Yeah, they so say you know what I meant.
5: Right, right. You know, right. I'm saying success, <laughs> even though I'm not saying it right. You know what I meant. Right, right. L- Library
7: and weird things like right.
5: that. Yeah, I'm frustrated. There's F- an R there. Trust. <laughs> yeah. There's an R. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live from the Bill Ford Tough Studio on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool, with us the entire show. You mentioned something in the opening segment about. If you were to do anything else post-barstool, it would be be a PR person for teams or athletes because some of the stuff they tweet and some of the stuff they do is just mind-numbing in the situation that they're in. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, someone might say, well, I mean, look at all the stuff that you put out there on social media. Totally different. But that's why I can do it. I can tell you it works. Exactly. But but you're an entertainer, you're going to throw everything out there. What you put out there is different than what Makai Becton should be putting out there. Yes, exactly. So don't think that uh, any of us are being hypocritical uh, when it comes to that stuff. So the the latest one is, of course, uh, the Jets, again, on social media, which... Rob Sala has no control of these guys, and and it's just—I could give you example after example from liking the Zach Wilson sucks tweets to Makai Becton calling out Ryan Tannehill, basically calling him a racist for not uh, mentoring Malik Willis when he took those comments uh, out of context— It's just on and on and on. Uh, When when Dalvin Cook's name was out there, Brees Hall and I think it was Michael Carter started going, running back room's good, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything they think is on social media. And the the latest one now is Sauce Gardner, who is pretending to be the GM and he's calling himself La Sauce. -Sauce. (laughs) Like LeBron, where he can control who comes in and is on the team. Now, all right. I, I'm not so naive or so much of a stickler or an old man to this point where I'm like, like, like this isn't fun at all. I get that he's having fun, and it di- really doesn't matter. But if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm like, just shut up, man. Like Don't be tweeting at Mike Evans going, you know what we talked about. And now also <laughs> seeing like, I want to draft young at O-line and get a vet wide receiver, LaSauce. Sauce. <laughs> You can't be telling everybody what you want on the team. No,
7: but I'll tell you what at this point like we're just like can anybody say anything back to him? The whole thing is it's it's all a joke again. You know yep. what I mean? It's all uh, Salah, Douglas, like who's really going to can you put anybody in their place when everybody like there's nobody really running the show
5: in in, in So basically, you say the toothpaste can't go back in the tube at this point because it's just this is the regime. Yeah, these are the guys running it, and you can't all of a sudden say, "Okay, we're going to stop this behavior." And I don't think you know Aaron Rodgers, healthy or not healthy, changes
7: that. It's like there's still so much that needs to be changed. Uh, I don't know, man. The Jets. that was another thing where, you know, we talked about with the Mets where you're like, you're cursed. And, you know, the Aaron Rodgers injury and everything that came after that is like, yeah, come on. So think about this tweet. So, well, my sauce s- is great, though. I <laughs> mean, if, if you're going to do it, at least, like, sauce. there is some, some person. I do like sauce. And, yeah. you know, when you, when you, when you, when you're a guy named Sauce Gardner and you rock your own chain and you, and you have that sauce and swagger, you're not getting a, uh, You know, buttoned up. I'm not going to say anything on social media, type of guy. So you kind of know what you're getting, and hopefully, what accompanies that is also a Hall of Fame career, uh, which you know I think he's capable of. So you know, in that regard, let him have a little fun, I guess.
5: But (laughs) but like this, this is going too far, in my opinion. Like, have fun, great, love it, great personality, great player. But so Fox Sports NFL puts out something on X where it says who's the best wide receiver in free agency market. It's got all these names on there. Since Sauce Gardner quote tweets that, goes, I'm going to sign Calvin, meaning Calvin Ridley. (sighs) If that don't work, I'm signing Mike, meaning Mike Evans. I can't go wrong with either one of them. I feel like T, T Higgins won't be available for me to sign. Hash, you know, then La Sauce. I mean, so, okay. Now, if Joe Douglas goes out, doesn't sign any of these guys... That's the first question. Your your star corner wanted you to sign all these guys. Is he now upset that you didn't do the job that he could have done? This is the problem where it's like you can't have any fun
7: if you are not winning. Yes, if you are winning, this is all fun and games. It's like oh, you know, it's like he's he's assembling his fantasy team. He's he's pretending to be GM. He's just you know having fun on Twitter. Uh, but when everything you know when it rains it pours, and it's like just don't give them any more ammo. You know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I know.
7: I mean, so that, that's what you would say to Sauce Gardner, right? Yeah, but I, Sauce is like, Sauce is not really the problem in my mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's just
5: bigger issues, so I'm not going to get on him for that. But I think it's just, it's, it's another example of how there is zero control over the locker room and zero accountability. Because this is not... The first time there's been some sort of social media situation, there's a
8: million of
7: them I, with I the th- Jets. I think, like, I wouldn't compare this to, like, Mekhi Becton, though. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I think this is this is a little more playful and less harmful than some of the other comments and Zach Wilson sucks and things that are, like, actually detrimental. <laughs> yeah. Now, this is, like, are we talking about tampering? And, things, you know, there's other questions here, but, like, it's not on the level of, of some of the other stuff where it's, like, this is actually harmful to the team. This is just, like, it being dopey. Uh... But I don't know, I mean, I'm just, like, I feel like they're, like, Sala Sal and, and Douglas, is, it's like they've had their time now, you know what I mean? It's it, It's been longer, you know, you look up and it's like they have, they have their record, they have their, we, we see kind of who they are, and, you know, if it wasn't for this, like, Hail Mary Aaron Rodgers thing that has just, like, put
5: them on life support in a way, like, what would they have to show for it right Exactly now, right. You know? That's the, that's the reason they're still here. Right. If Zach Wilson were the quarterback and they didn't have Aaron Rodgers, this thing would be over for them at this point because they tied themselves to him. And, and, and he, they,
7: they had that one great draft, and they do have some pieces, but like, you know, the bar is very low where it's like, well, they had that one good year where they drafted well. It's like, okay. Yeah.
5: And what, you know? And Aaron Rodgers signed up for this regime. These guys. Right. He wanted to play for Rob Sala, Joe Douglas, and Nathaniel and Hackett.
7: And bring in his guys, which,
5: right. you know, is not a smart football move.
7: By the time, you're thinking, let's make him happy. Unless, like Aaron Rodgers can give you multiple years, uh, It you know, it's like you just put all your eggs in that basket, and that
5: basket broke immediately. <laughs> <Yes>. Literally <laughs> immediately. <laughs> uh, let's go to John in Connecticut. What's going on, John?
8: Hey Geo, what's, what's up, man? Hey, Kev. What's up, John? How you doing, man? Good, dude. First off, I just want to, Kev. I just want to thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for getting me and probably everybody else through this crazy jet season. Your reels are not like IG and everything.
7: <laughs> <laughs> I try, man. Yeah, uh, I mean dude, that's
8: you know, all of us suffered, and just hearing it from you made me feel better. So uh, thank you.
7: for Well, that's why I do it, uh, man. Thank you, brother.
8: Yeah, and then, just going back to like the uniform talk, I read. I mean, you guys probably talked about this um, before, but the Jets are going to change their uniforms. And it sounds like they're going back to the old 80s, like rigid coat tight uniforms and the uniform that Aaron Rodgers played four, four plays in and got hurt for the entire season. What the hell is that? Why aren't they going back to the and why is Woody Johnson so like obsessed with uniforms? Like I don't, I don't get it.
5: Anyway, thanks, guys. All right. Yeah, a couple of answers. The reason why Woody Johnson is obsessed with uniforms is the fact that the team doesn't do anything positive and stuff like a uniform release and getting matters to an organization that can't win. Uh, so there's that. Now, as far as... I loved that throwback uniform yeah, that too. Aaron Rodgers got hurt in. So forget about him getting hurt in it. That is so much better than what they had. And I, if they go to something like that permanently, I think that's smart. I agree with that. I mean, if you want to
7: talk like it's bad juju or something like that, but come on. It, it, that moment, man, like when he was running with the, the yeah. flag and those uniform, like it looked great. So... I'm not a huge. Are you a big uniform and numbers guy? Like, no. Like, could, could you rattle off numbers of your favorite players? Ah, uh,
5: back in the day, yeah,
7: yeah. Like, like we, we like do trivia at barstool, and a lot of the questions are like, you know, and they'll be like Mets players that I, I watch every day. I couldn't yeah. tell you a single. I don't know what Pete Alonso's numbers.
5: I I don't know what Lindor's numbers. I right, just I'll, I don't see. I don't look at that. All right, now. like let me throw out some old Mets, like Howard Johnson. You don't know? It doesn't hit no. you, Mookie Wilson.
7: No, wow! Zero. Oh my goodness! I you know I know like you know twenty three Jordan
5: ninety nine Gretzky like I know those numbers. I got nothing. All right, let's see. Uh, let's see where you're at, Eddie. All right, uh, Howard Johnson twenty. All right, Mookie Wilson one. Ray Ordonez Ooh. zero. Yeah. Ah, I guess very, that's pretty memorable. Yeah. Kevin McReynolds twenty two. There you go. Wow! Nice job. Uh, it's like you, some people can't say names and words. I, I don't know numbers. I want to make sure I have this one right. Kevin Elster. Two.
8: No. I don't. Was he 21 two? or 2 or 20? I thought, I thought was, he was 11. Was he 11? Are you talking with the 86 club when it was the late season call up? No, I'm talking about after that when he was the starting shortstop. I
5: uh, see. I was a late sure about- season
7: call up number would be an unbelievable <laughs> poll. If you know Kevin Elster's late season call up number, you're the man, dude. Yeah, well, that was 86, so he probably remembered oh, okay, it. Okay, yeah. See,
5: I think too, I think Mackie Sasser, but he was later. That's why I, th- I thought
6: Elster was 11. Still haven't found that one? I think it's 24, but I could be wrong. I have to. Hold on, let me take a look.
5: Uh, people, this is where people the- screaming at the. This this is this is like Francesca reading off 20 eggs uh, then totals 21 okay <laughs> so it wasn't 11 it was 21 so Eddie got it the second I time.
6: see 21 and I also see a number 2 also okay late yeah, season call up bang and there then 21 Late season oh, call, call up this. this guy knows
5: Kevin Mitchell
8: 7 wow. uh, yeah. 7 yeah
5: and you don't remember any
8: of these. Which is not QB like Bruce. none of this
7: wow but the I I was you know that I was young for that like I, I wouldn't remember any of those I mean it would maybe be more like uh I mean, Pedro was what, 42? No, not 42, obviously. 47? 40 something? Yeah,
5: he was at, no, what was he? Piazza was. Come on. Come on. You don't know Piazza? No. What? What was he? He's one of the numbers that are retired, man. Yeah, I I couldn't even. Pedro was 45, 45. right? After Franco had 45. Piazza, obviously, 31.
7: Alfonso? Brother, you can say all of the Unbelievable. names. Unbelievable. I just like never look at a single jersey. Wow,
5: that's crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like that with song lyrics where I could listen to a song a million times and not know the lyrics, just know the melody of it mm-hmm. and know like a word here or there. But that's crazy to me that you don't remember any of this. Nothing. It's Honestly. not even that I don't remember it. It's like I never not... registered. Right. Yeah. Is that like a spectrum thing, you think? Probably. Yeah. I think we're all a little on the spectrum, right? Yeah. You ever like watch a- Love on the Spectrum? I tried. I tried, too. I, people
7: love it. I, I, it's, I don't I know. I tried
5: that one and the Down Syndrome one. That's,
7: yeah. And that I t- couldn't do either one. Yeah, to me, uh, great. Love you.
5: You know. Find your happiness, but it's just right. not. Right. I feel I, a little weird watching I it. I did. I did yeah. feel a little weird watching it. And then, so I the, I don't, so the ones that, that are probably the worst things that I watch would be the Thousand Pound Sisters on TLC, the Slayton Sisters. They, <laughs> that's an amazing, amazing show. Absolutely tremendous. That whole family gets involved. Oh, my God. It's just... And then this last season was crazy because the one sister got a divorce, and then the other sister met her husband in this rehab center, and then he died. It was just like, oh, it was just crazy. The dramatics of all the...
7: Oh, my goodness gracious, of all the dramatic things. Yeah, and
5: then... um, and 600-pound life is another well, one. Oh, naturally. You know. Yeah, I love that one. You mentioned Love is Blind to me. Are you a Love is yeah, Blind Yeah, I'm a huge, huge I mean, Love is Blind guy. This I,
7: season is
5: electric. See, I'm a little behind, but they're finally doing something. So that what they really need to do is they need to throw, like, a 400-pound person in there. I or they need to throw a little th- person in there. I've
7: been saying this since yeah. the jump. The day that they, that they have... You know, you wanna you wanna play this game, you wanna do Love is Blind and really talk about does looks not matter? Because everybody's either on that show, everybody's like pretty good, and then there's like a couple like, you know, really good looking people. Yeah. But there has not been just like an uggo or just a huge person where one of these days, if you really wanna like Prove it or have a moment. That wall's going to go up and someone's going to go, oh,
3: my yeah. God,
5: what have I done? Right. And someone with an eye patch and <laughs> a can. Yeah. Just like gruesome,
7: disfigured, yeah. you know, <laughs> uh, until that moment. It's like, OK, you found, you know, a, a average looking person.
5: They dip their toe in a little bit this season because they put on the most attractive woman who's ever been on the show and they gave her a 10-year-old kid. Mm, and that, that, yeah, threw, that,
7: that threw people for a loop a little bit. That
5: threw people for a loop because mm-hmm. the guy didn't see her, and then he heard child and was like, I don't want to deal with that. Well, you also had the other girl saying that look, she looks like Megan, Megan Fox. Fox. Yeah. She
4: looks nothing like Megan
5: Fox. Yeah, she, there's something about her. And then
7: did you if you're a little behind, I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but she went home to her friends, and she said, tell him, who do I get? And the one girl said Megan Fox. The other one said Carrie Underwood. <laughs> I was like, are you people out of your minds? (laughs) You're mentioning, like, the two most beautiful women of a generation, and you look nothing like that.
8: She looks more like Adele, is what she looks like. Yes, that's a great... That's
7: that's dead on. And then the crazy thing is the other girl looks kind of like Megan Fox.
5: Yeah. Man, that guy... He, he just screwed. He looks like Justin Thomas, the golfer. By the way, he looks exactly like that. But he,
7: he he's pulling this move right now. You can tell that. He, so he's stuck with this girl. Yeah. Who said she looks like Megan Fox? Yep. Now he's on TV and he's been like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and now he can't look like the shallow jerk, right? So he's got to like, he's got to just ride this out for a little while until he can, you know, break up with her. And she is telling him, I, I want you to be more lovey-dovey with me and, and hug me and kiss me. And he's he keeps just playing this card that he bit his lip. <laughs> he's like, "I bit my lip really hard, babe, and I just don't want to kiss you." Oh and then God. she keeps bringing it up and he's like, I, "I it really hurts. It really hurts." I was like, "Tip of the cap, man. Wow. The bit my lip excuse is one for the record books, but
5: why, why can't people just say I'm not attracted to you? Is it because they're afraid of the, I think so. So, like the one guy, I've got so much. If, if there is a Mount Rushmore of Love Is Blind characters, it's that guy Shake from season two, mm-hmm. who just laid it out. Like I, I don't, I, I am, I'm not attracted to her at all. And then and then in the reunion he's like the only woman I'm attracted to here is you Vanessa Lachey. Yep. <laughs> like I mean, I mean this
7: guy was the king I think he was also the one was he the one who was trying to figure out when they were in the pods and he said things like he was like could I lift you yeah, like right. off the ground yeah, exactly like could, could you, I be able to pick I put you, up? you on my shoulders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, mean, this- I mean every single season we have definitively proven love is not plot right 100%. so uh but yeah the I want someone to be you know head over heels and then it's just like Oh, that's the girl from my 500 pound life. Or, like, (laughs) I'm I'm missing all my limbs. Or it's like, you know, something crazy where,
5: uh, you know, then you're really putting somebody in a pickle. Right. Like, we're. Where you have, you know, you can kind of see the silhouette before mm-hmm. the thing goes up, and you can definitively tell that someone's in a wheelchair behind the silhouette. Let's, let's, <laughs> you want to show what we it? need?
7: Let's find out. That's you what get we nuts? need. Let's get nuts. Cause yeah. right now it's just a bunch of people who are like all kind of in the same range, you
5: know? Yeah. Well, that one though, that, that, uh, what's her name? The one with the kid. Um, Jessica. Jessica. Knockout. Yeah, she's by far the most attractive. What a
7: line from her, too. You're going to need your EpiPen when you see me. Because for the most part, she was pretty, like, she wasn't really flexing on anybody. Right. And she's looking around. Obviously, everybody knows who the prettiest is. Yeah. She's like, when you see me, you're going to choke. You're going to need your EpiPen to open up your airways. I was like,
3: oh, my
7: God. I know. That is that is creative. That is different. Oh, it was great, It man. makes her even hotter when yeah. she says something like that. Now, I... I like the reunion episodes are coming next and they yeah. i think they're going to meet up and oh boy ooh baby oh i can that that is my guilty i don't even want to call it my guilty pleasure that's that's beautiful tv programming but yeah right it's there. Not, yeah for
5: guilty pleasure yeah. screw it it's not
7: a guilty pl- i don't feel yeah. guilty at all man no, everybody should be on that train exactly all, all, there's like one bad season we're on 6 now the rest of them are all great there's a bunch of you know, I mean, you got to be a little bit tapped to sign up for that and really yeah. buy into it anyway. So, of course, you're going to get some fireworks. But sure. even beyond that, there's
5: some people out there. It's like, cool. see, season two to me was the best. That was the one with Shake and that guy, Shane, who mm-hmm. was like, like, was like, yeah. like, constantly, <laughs> constantly like nuts in
7: his eyes. I mean, I, looking I, like- I said he should just be a permanent member. He's just like always in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> He was
5: crazy. Right. Just, right. Just. just pop in out of nowhere middle of the season
7: like, yeah. oh.
3: like oh no, he's back again. Yeah.
5: Uh, all right, Boomer and Geo with Kevin Clancy in for Boomer this morning. Another CeeLo update. Plenty more of your calls. Mets, Jets, Yankees, Knicks, everything will get to it. Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy in for Boomer this morning. We'll get to CeeLo in a second, but we do have a Love is Blind call, and we have to get to that here because, I mean, I think this is probably Kevin's dream being on (laughs) WFAN in the morning taking Love is Blind calls. Does it get any better for you than this this moment right here, right now? Let's go. This is the zenith (laughs) for KFC. Uh, Matt in Florida. What's going on, Matt? Hey, good
8: morning, guys.
5: What is up? What's up, man? What's up, Matt?
8: I have to call in Because I'm not kidding you Last night My wife goes You want to watch this sh- The Love is Blind Season premiere Because I'm a little bit behind, I'm a little bit behind I go alright
11: Fine put it on Whatever I don't care So we're sitting there Watching it And I'm looking at All these people That are on it And I'm like They're all incredibly attractive Like they're all good looking mm-hmm. I'm like "You're gonna, So so I said The premise is You don't. You just talk to these people up top Okay You don't have any Any idea what they look like And I go You know what I said, to him, I said. This. This is garbage. I said. You really want to prove love is blind? I
5: said. I said. Let's open. Let's get some mutants on this show. Yeah. <laughs> said, let's, get, let's get some people like when that door opens. They have like a whole health aid. And they're hooked up to like an IV bag, and mm-hmm. like they got all this stuff going on, and saying, "Okay, this is going to be the rest of my life." Yes, that's an what, IV I what
7: what you need is you need half and half, <laughs> Matt. Right. You need like you 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 basically dupe the other half, being like you bring in like models, right? So you have a bunch of beautiful women, great looking guys, and then the other half is like you know they got colostomy bags, and yeah. it's like, well, <laughs> you said you said you love that person, right? And you, you said should. that you're that's your soulmate, man. Can, now, now, what, what are we you, doing? A little colostomy bag is going to ruin all that,
12: right? Exactly. And,
7: and by the way, it should be that way, like you said, that matters. But let's not pretend, you know.
5: Have you ever been around someone with a colostomy bag? I have not. It is, it is something else. I bet, we had, man. we had an engineer in Pittsburgh who had a colostomy bag, and you would know when he was pooping into the bag because he didn't, you know, his his butthole was shut, so he had to go into the bag. So he would do and it would happen, like, whenever it would happen, you know? So he would, he'd, like, do this little, <coughs> and you knew it was going on, and we'd be like, oh, man, he's doing it, and everybody would it's know.
9: It's like having a toddler. It was, it was out, out of here. here.
5: Yeah, and then, because you just, I don't think I he thought could. it was more passive than that. I thought no, it just kind of No, this guy, no, this guy, this was, you know, you just would know, and he'd, like, step away, but, <coughs> and I'm like, oh, my God. <gasps> oh my yeah, it's going right in the bag right now. Yeah, love the guy. Awesome guy. But that's a rough one. If I ever have a colostomy bag, I'm just going to go like live on an island by myself. <laughs> yeah, and just cough and poop at the same time, oh, staring man. at the ocean. Jesus. Yeah. That's one of those things where, like, you just got to gotta seriously contemplate checking out. Uh, I was going to
7: say, I, I I said go live on an island. I don't know what I can can't say on this, <laughs> but I would
5: probably do something else. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, CeeLo, what's going on, man?
9: All right, brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Pretty quiet day for the baseball locals down in Florida, other than the uh, Kodai Senga arm fatigue news, which we don't know all that much about yet until the Met to Follow up on his evaluation, so we'll just have to wait and see about all of that. Julius Randle with the media yesterday as the Knicks get set to come out of the All Star break tonight in Philadelphia against the Sixers. Bit of a, I guess we'll call it an early April Fool's joke from Randle answering one reporter's question.
10: I plan to be on the court April first, probably. April 1st. Yeah, just kidding,
9: Gotcha.
10: <laughs> gotcha. Early. Gotcha. Uh, no, nah, I'll just taking it a day at a time, man.
9: and He is optimistic he'll return at some point and taking a positive outlook on things.
10: I like how I feel today as far as, you know, getting better and uh, feeling stronger and progressing uh, to where I need to be. Um as far as getting on the court. However,
9: as we discussed last hour, and he uh, kind of alludes to again here, surgery remains a possibility for that dislocated
10: right shoulder. I'm never somebody to say never, so ultimately, you know, I have to do what's best for, you know, myself to... You know, have a long career, you know, have longevity in this.
9: So still kind of weighing all the options here. He's come out of the break. He's still out. Same for OG Ananobi. But Dante DiVincenzo is off the injury report. He's good to go. Bogey Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein probable, so you could have them back tonight as well. The Nets are in Toronto. They call
5: Bogie. Bogie. Why do you do that?
9: Because I don't know how we are. Is it Boyan? Because <laughs> I don't know how Boyan, to say Boyan. his name. Right, okay. right, yeah. Yeah. I didn't know what like the that. proper... Uh,
5: I knew it, that was going to be the answer. That's I why I... Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. It's, it's, it's Boyan, right? It's, it's Boyan, yeah. Plus, there's...
9: There's a there, Bogdan yeah, and there's a see, Boyan. That's also... I didn't want to mess that up. Right. Right. So I know the there's two of them. them. Like you guys go way back. This is the former best buds. This is the former best buds. Yeah, we are best buds. Absolutely. We are. We're on a first name... It's me, Bogey. ...nickname basis, 100%. Uh, you got the Nets and the Raptors in Toronto as Kevin Ollie will make his debut as the interim head coach in the wake of the Jacques Vaughn firing. Coverage on the Fan and the Free Odyssey app begins at six. Kevin Ollie
5: is starting to look like a like nineteen twenties uh, magician. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? Does like, kind of have that look to yeah, him. Yeah, like like uh, the the guy who would open up for Houdini. <laughs> <laughs> you know what i'm saying so look like if we i cbs sports network put up a picture of him yesterday i don't know if you guys still have that one but that that's where i that popped in my head and and for whatever reason i didn't say it yesterday because i didn't know how to really say it but now i figured it out
7: for Houdini, yeah and uh
5: <laughs> yeah he's it, it's that thin mustache yeah. that he's got yeah, that's yeah it's very that's, uh, that's the thing Performer esque, I know
7: what you're talking about. Right. It's All a hard right. thing to articulate, but
5: you're right. Stephen Waldron, CBS. Do you have? Should I be waiting for this, or should we move on because it's going to take you a while. There we go. Yeah. Yes.
7: Yeah. There <laughs> it I is. Can see that? He had like a top hat on
3: yes. or something,
7: like
8: like the evil magician from
3: Frosty. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, like messy,
8: that.
5: messy,
7: messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
8: yeah. <laughs> and look,
5: he's got like the side smirk going on. Yeah, like. maybe
7: that, that too. Like the evil cartoon. Like he's going to tie <laughs>
9: someone to the train tracks and like blow <laughs> them with dynamite. That sort of thing too. Yeah. All right. Uh, very good. All right. What else, Cela? I feel like those you said the thin mustache, like that's a lot of maintenance. No, where you're oh, like yeah. when you're shaving, yeah. you're just you're just getting into that little top half crevice there. Between mm-hmm. I mean, that's like yeah. an everyday thing. Wow, you know that's a commitment. Cer- Especially for a is. coach, you know those guys. Workaholics—they got a lot of responsibilities, but he's got time to stay on top of the mustache. It doesn't take that long, uh, you know. I don't know. I never, I never figured out how to do all those perfect lines. Just kind of let it grow the way it's growing, you know. Yeah. A couple more from St. John's head coach Rick Patino after his team won at Georgetown last night, ninety to eighty-five. So, circled back to the blunt criticism of his team after they coughed up the big lead against Seton Hall Sunday, as we heard last hour. He did admit he was in the wrong. My bad. He claims to have uh, told his team at some point, but then attempted to justify. One of the things he had said about his players. The slowest
12: player in the league, the NBA, is Jokic. He can't move laterally. Some of the greatest players I've coached can't move laterally. So I didn't think that's a big deal, but I should never, ever mention a name. I'm a veteran coach. I tell every young coach in the business, show class when you win, show class when you lose, give the other team I mean,
5: this is like calling your wife fat and then saying some of the great people who ever lived were fat. (laughs)
3: Like
5: John Candy. Yes. Like, how great was John Candy? Fat. Right. And Teddy Roosevelt you know was was a, was a was a larger man so mm-hmm. just because i called you fat doesn't mean that fat isn't great
9: <laughs> i mean that's what he's doing and i yeah. know he's justifying it after the fact also
7: throwing out some you know big names like well
2: yeah,
5: we're talking about the, the exception to the rule here, Yeah, you know? 100%. Yes. Yeah, so I would have, the follow-up should have been, so you're trying to tell me that your players are going to be MVP caliber right. in the NBA? Right Is that you what you go. meant
9: by that? I don't think that follow-up occurred. No, probably not. Uh, but he did say calling out inv- individuals publicly, not
12: the right approach. I should have never mentioned to anybody by name. I didn't mean it. I was trying to talk typical clinic talk like I do. Uh, my family and my players, outside of breathing air, they're the most important thing in my life that's why i'm still coaching today
9: it's about like a safe <laughs> face spot G. you're big on the spot safe yeah, face yeah safe here? face spot yeah,
5: yeah. the uh, backup spot uh yeah this is a uh this is a bad one it's 100 percent a bad one but what are you gonna do he i mean he's been through worse it. yeah right? now we
9: oh, they had a oh, house yeah. no in louisville with
5: prostitutes there and they say. Claimed to not know anything that's about seven point. seconds
9: i think it was yeah <laughs> <laughs> Justin Fields on the 33rd team, which is the St. Brown Brothers podcast. Of course, everyone's uh, got one, so that one's called the 33rd team. So, Amon Ra and Equinemius. Equinemius is uh, his Bears teammate. So, hey, you unfollowed the Bears on Instagram recently. What's that all about? Why do
10: people take social media so seriously? Like, <laughs> but like, why, why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. Not, I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollowed the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Mm. Damn i know y'all mess with a girl eq especially you just because you don't follow the girl on ig don't mean you're not messing with her. That's, that's true that's true that's facts that's yeah facts. but it does usually mean you're
7: trying to keep it a secret or <laughs> yeah. you're not proud of it or whatever <laughs> yeah. so i i love people like why do you take it so seriously it's like uh you know that that excuse maybe like 20 years ago made yes, sense like exactly. now it, it, it sounds silly but like who you follow and what you like is similar to like who you would be seen with or go out with or talk to or whatever. So it represents, you know,
5: it's who an you extension of you. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's who you are. Yeah. I mean, people take it seriously because that is, it's the way that we can consume you. We're not around you all the time. Right. So what you show us is what we're going and to a, learn about. It's
7: an you. active thing. Yes. Like you looked at it and said, I'm going to unfollow. Yes. And you probably thought, like, even if you thought to yourself, "I don't," this doesn't mean anything. You have to have the, the foresight to pick, but people are gonna think it, and I still don't care. So I'm gonna unfollow it.
9: That's, optics. You made your bet, yeah, yeah. Optics, spot. Optics, mm-hmm. optics, spot. Definitely. All right. So he says that. Then how about the future and what he thinks about uh, his time with the Bears? Do you
10: want to stay in Chicago or what's up? Yeah, of course. Of course, I want to stay. I can't see myself playing in another place, but if it was up to me, I would want to stay in Chicago. I love right. the city. The city's lit. The the fans are you know, they're great, and the people.
9: And he basically said, hey, I just want to know what's going on. You're either going to trade me, you're going to move me, or you're going to keep me. Let's figure it out, and then uh, get on with it. But then he also said really nice things about the Falcons roster, and apparently he is following them on Instagram, or IG, as he put it. So, it's yeah, all You who- want to get away from football, but you <laughs> yeah. follow the Falcons. Right. and. Read between the lines, spot, yeah, yeah,
5: David and Rockland. Quickly, what's going on, David?
11: Hey, boys. Good morning. I, I, I the first thing I thought of when you mentioned Kevin, when you mentioned Ollie, was he could star in Harlem
3: Knights.
5: <laughs> Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, and Kevin Ollie.
3: Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent.
5: Yeah, it's not a bad one. Yes, you, you put a little top hat on a, little, a bow tie, and then bang, you got mm-hmm. you got a nice little cast there. Yeah, for sure. Someone's got to ask him that now about the about the thin mustache someone's got to go after him for I it.
9: think I think it should
5: be you yeah, You should me be I'm going to
9: go yeah, I'm going to go down to Barclays Center yeah, after the... pop him on the show at one point just to, not about the nets just to ask him about don't the Don't do that, cuz the nets will probably the nets would love that I know I'm kidding that's an Evan spot <laughs> Is it Would he even do that? I don't uh, even think he would even no, do that right now Probably not that's a good point. He only did 3 minutes on Jock Vaughn the other day. Yeah. I and I, made I, made sure to say I'm only going to spend 3 minutes I was going to say
7: I mean uh, uh, how many people in the world could care about Jacques
5: Vaughn and the Nets? Like seven, very few, five. I mean, what? If you it's, see some of their TV ratings? Like, yeah. there's just like it, what is it? Like twelve thousand
7: people watch. Crazy. Half
9: of them work in this building. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they the got to
7: be one of the most irrelevant franchises like in the world. And they've even had like you know big
5: names come through, and it's still it just does not matter. Yeah. I think
7: they could win a title, and I don't think they'd really
5: matter. It's well, I mean, crazy. Well, think about when they had Jason Kidd, and they went to the NBA Finals. Yeah, that, I mean that, that, that nobody really cared about him, But, but even
7: that that felt different. Like. New Jersey Nets at least still were a thing that yeah. kind of had their own identity. Brooklyn has just been like, oh, yeah. awful.
5: Who was more relevant in sports than them in pro team sports? Probably the Coyotes, Phoenix Coyotes. More relevant. Sure,
9: you just showed how irrelevant they are because they're now the Arizona. Oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they play in a college ring currently. They do. Wow, yeah. goodness gracious! Uh, it
7: but did like, have but also Also, scores, you know, hockey later, is you
5: hockey. know hockey and. You're in the NBA and, like, nobody cares. Yeah, <laughs> What well, about, like, like, Charlotte? Nobody. You think the Charlotte franchise more? But even, like, Cats,
9: like people, like, yeah.
5: they have
7: history, the jersey, Lonzo, yeah. LJ. Like, I mean, the Nets,
5: except for those kid years, are just, whoa. <laughs> yup. Nobody cares. Yeah. Yep. Can't do anything to move the needle.
9: This is a perfect example of something that just a couple of years ago, if I brought it up, G would probably roll his eyes. He'd have no interest. But now that he's, you know, he's a big golf guy. Hmm. How about Tiger's son freshly turned 15 Charlie, I know and PGA a, event showed up first on the range at this qualifying event this morning in Florida trying to get into it's now the Cognizant Classic next week formerly the Honda Wait, Classic. Wait, he can legit play in it? Oh yeah. Oh, well, he's got to go through. He's got right. a bunch it's an 18 hole, but qualifying at 15 event. he can play. Wow. I guess, yeah. Yep. So if he somehow is I I think there's four spots he's up for pretty grabs. Pretty huh? He is, I mean I'm I mean uh, but it's a lot like, of pressure. Is he like, uh, yeah, oh, he's is he good. Like he golf plays prodigy. In, like Holy I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be Tiger, but I mean, yeah. if you watch him play in in the there was the PNC Championship with uh, with his dad a couple of years in a row now, he can swing. Yeah, he's sure. doing
5: the twirl and like all the same mannerisms and stuff, right? So, wow. by the way, speaking of qualifying, and I don't know why the barstool guys aren't in it, so the PGA is running a qualifier for YouTube golfers to play in an upcoming Myrtle Beach event. So they're giving Fat Perez, mm. Grant Horvat, all these guys that I talk about, an opportunity to play. They, they, there's like 10 of them. And the, the Bryan brothers, one of those guys, I think it's George Bryan. Uh, a couple of good, good guys, Luke Kwan. But no Frankie Borelli. They didn't give him a shot. I don't know for sure. Actually, Dan Rappaport's one. Rappaport's in it. because
7: Rappaport was like a real journalist, right? Right, right, right. I I want
9: to say that regularly covers these events. I I, want to say that maybe there's some bad blood there or something with the PGA. I don't know.
7: Oh, really? Sometimes Barstool doesn't always get the... The 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 leagues don't like roll out the red carpet for us. Yeah. You know what I mean. I, I understand just had
9: that big spot with Tiger. That was amazing. Nah, yeah, man. I mean, those that was, what Taylor those guys, amazing. the foreplay
7: guys, are have just absolutely and totally and utterly dominated the golf world. They have. They are a rocket ship, man. They are unbelievable. Shout out to Riggs and Trent and Frankie and that stuff.
9: Play. Good stuff.
5: All right, CeeLo. We will uh, see you next
7: hour. Yes. yes. Sir.
5: All right, Boomer and Gio on the fan and CBS Sports we're with Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool, with us for the entire show, filling in for Boomer this morning. So you are in the comedy world. When you uh, when I see you pop up on social media, it's a lot of uh, stuff that you're talking about, trying to explain to guys like me what's happening in the world of pop culture, but also you interview a ton of comedians. And I want to ask you about Shane Gillis. I love Shane Gillis. His Netflix special is one of the... The most funny things that I have watched in a very, very long yep, time. Yep. And now, of course, he's getting this mass appeal recognition and mainstream recognition. And Bud Light, who's trying to come back from the whole mess that uh, they what went a through,
7: brilliant move. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, honestly, if, you, if they're
7: trying to balance out, you know, whatever PR disaster they had, Shane was the perfect choice.
5: Absolutely. And now he gets the call from the place that fired him, Saturday Night Live to host Saturday Night Live. Now, when I saw this at first, I was like, really good for him. I was happy about it. And then a friend of mine said, well, I don't like the fact that he's doing that because they fired him, and now he's made it on his own, and now they're coming back, crawling back to him, and to have them save their show that's just not funny at all. And that made me have a sort of a different opinion about it. But then I said, if I'm Shane Gillis, and... I was fired, and that was a low point in my life. I was about to be on Saturday Night Live. No one knew who I was. And then my name is out there getting fired for these comments that were offensive to people. And now I've made it to the point where they're calling me to host. I couldn't turn that down. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how spiteful of a person are you,
7: really, yeah. is what it comes down to. And, and you know, do you like to burn bridges and, and, and blow things up? Because, I mean, what, what do you really gain from saying no? a little bit of personal satisfaction yeah, that you probably it, really to them, it yeah but like okay so they just go get another you know comic or superstar to host and probably nobody even knows it's just bad for business it's still an honor no matter what era you like of saturday night live and what the ratings might be and you know all that talk it's still an honor to be a host of snl it's good for business i think it almost kind of uh It's like the full. Not that like Shane even needs this at this point because he's so successful, but it's like it came full circle. You know, he he fought through all of it, went through the fire, and now is like back in the mainstream. And I think if there's other, I'm sure there's still other uh, clients, advertisers, entities that might still be like, well, wait a minute, I don't know, can we work with him? And it's like, well, if SNL is. Then we're back on board too so I think it's a smart business move I think he's also just very funny and it's gonna be a great episode and very you know good for his career I also think I I, I don't know anything more than uh like the regular average person but I think SNL fired him under like kind of like we we have to yeah you know what I mean not like I don't think Lauren Michaels was like get out of here Gillis you know I think he was probably like I, you know, the the press is going crazy. We're advertising. Adver- you know, yeah. we we just can't do this. But, um you know, maybe we'll see you down the road. And he is certainly... I remember saying to him, like, this is going to be one of the best things that ever happened to you. And he's like, a lot of people have said that to me. And I wish, you know, I hear you. I get what you're saying. But no, I'd rather just would have gotten the job <laughs> working for Saturday Night Live. Now, that was before he really exploded. I wonder what his thought is now, having, you know, sold out theaters everywhere and arenas are next and i'm sure movies and tv i mean he can in my opinion he's he's the top dog right now there are probably bigger um you know monetarily like successful acts right now but to me he is the number one in the world right now so i think uh, it all ended up working out pretty well for the young bull
5: And exactly i mean he could have gotten to like who was the last person on saturday night live to have that huge movie career I mean, once you get pigeonholed in Saturday Night Live, I mean, you're not. Chances are, you're not doing stand up and selling arenas out anymore. It's not no. the way that it works. Like the days of like you know, going Adam Sandler going from right. SNL to making a hundred million dollars on a movie are over. Well, you know what? It's also like it's not an easy job, and
7: there's easier avenues and and quicker ways to really succeed. You know, I feel like it used to be like you have to come through SNL. If you really want to be the next big thing, and now it's like I got a podcast, I got a TikTok, I got this or that. I don't need to, you know, write and work f- five, six, seven days a week, perform live, work under the the uh, the rules of NBC, all that stuff. So, um, but I still think there's some prestige. There's still a reason why it's a big deal that Shane's hosting. Oh yeah, there's still a reason why everyone's going to tune in. So, no matter people being like, oh, I don't watch it anymore, or oh, that show is not what it used to be, it still is, you know. Rockefeller Center, New York City. and yeah, I mean, you're standing that. on that stage. Yeah. it's I mean, iconic. my goodness. It's absolutely. Iconic. I mean, you know,
5: if you think about it, if you're a comic and, you know, Eddie Murphy has stood there, George right. Carlin was the first that's, one to do it. I mean, you that's what I think is going through Shane's
7: mind. Not like, you know, H.R. fired me five years ago. Like, who yeah. cares?
5: You know, <laughs> right, right. I know.
7: Everybody's doing pretty good.
5: <laughs> it is interesting. I listened to him with uh, Matt McCluskey on McCusker. Rogan. Uh, McClusker? McCusker. McCusker. All right, yeah. Uh, McCusker. Uh, yeah, come um, on. Uh, McClellanus. who I... Uh, but I've got uh, So anyway, so uh, yes, I so Shane Gillis on with Rogan. And he talked about how I guess there's a a huge comedy place there in Austin, Texas. Comedy mothership is really. Yeah, the mothership. Yeah, yeah the mothership. That he, he went, he was supposed to do one show and then go out with his friends, but he bombed. I mean, this was like a few like a month ago or whatever. And he bombed on the first show so badly that he wanted to go back and do another show because he mm-hmm. was so bad. And I'm thinking like, man, like to get to that level and be V guy right now, and still have the Got ability to bomb, dude. They I, well, that I and didn't, didn't go back out there. I, I always say that, like,
7: I don't think they. I think bomb is a is on a shifting scale, right, if right, you right. will. You know, I don't think Shane bombed. I think he was probably a little, you know, upset with his performance. I'm sure if you asked those people, yeah. they were like he was electric. Sure, know? sure. But the fact that he still is saying he's bombing and wants to go out there and and kind of you know shake that off is kind of that like killer mentality you need. I think comedy and sports are very, very relatable, you know? Yeah. And and when you have that kind of like Kobe Mamba mentality about your 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 comedy and your writing is when you're gonna be, you know, the biggest thing in the world.
5: What was the longest stand up routine that you have done in front of an audience? Oh, I don't I, I opened for Josh Wolf once. Yeah. Um, uh, I did I think
7: eight or ten minutes I opened okay. for him. It went okay uh it's certainly not my forte i think if i really the problem with comedy is like you have to do it for like 30 years before you're really good at it so i i was you know being introduced to it at like late 20s early 30s and i was like i gotta put like a decade in before i'm even like taken serious yeah i'm gonna be dead by the time you know I, i could could maybe potentially be good at this even if i had the chops which i don't know if i do so it's just like and you have to go up 10 times a week, six, seven nights a week, you know, go go on the road. Those guys, you know, you got to love it and be really good at it to be, you know, going to like the Chuckle Hut in Omaha and, you know, really getting up there every single club, every single night. So it's, I I do like live podcasts where we just get up and do our show on stage, but, uh, you know, which is his own thing these days to be able to just go off the cuff and figure it out. But to really, you know, hone like a you know half hour set or hour long set, that's
5: truly uh, a lot. Next of comics are, are, are miserable people too. Like they're just well, you so got, you sad almost have and to be to, and, Yeah, yeah. Right?
7: And <laughs> I, I think podcasting has been good for a lot of the comics. You know, you, yeah. it, it's been an outlet, and uh, and you can you know succeed a lot quicker, and you don't have to grind it on the road and be like literally a poor person for like two decades before you ever see a dime. Um, So, you can really, there's the guard dog. Shout out to the (laughs) guard dog. Uh, So, I think, you know, it's a little bit better now. Yeah. um, Where it's like I can get some advertising dollars and some Instagram, you know, social media dollars and whatnot. But you got to really love it,
5: man. Got to really grind. (laughs) Geo, coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy and for Boomer this morning. Did you see our guy Craig Carton back in the news fighting with Adam Schefter Crazy. over an Eagles story? I did not see that. All, All right. right. Schefter over what? All right. So I guess Craig threw out on his FS1 show that something happened in the Eagles locker room amongst the, t- the teammates. Okay. That would fracture any man's relationship. Uh, with one another and then his co-hosts on the on the show were like well does it have to do with a woman and then he wouldn't Mm -hmm. really say and just said you know it makes a lot of sense that something like this would happen and then the way that the season ended sure so then adam schefter's on one of the local radio stations in philadelphia and he gets asked about it and he said well i made a phone call to sources in philadelphia and they said that that bleep didn't happen and he basically refuted whatever Craig was saying, and then Craig said, "Well, I didn't say what it was. So, what are the Eagles actually denying?" So That's that he came back, not with a his bad thing. point, <laughs> right? But it is it is <laughs> funny. Your, your your reaction should
7: be <laughs> what are you, what, are what are you talking, talking about? about? Not right.
5: that never happened, right? So I thought that was a was a smart response. But I wanted to ask Al because Al worked with Craig for many many years, of course, uh, ten years. What what is your when you when you read this story what do you think is going on
6: i think he probably knows someone who works down there mm-hmm. because he he worked in philly for a while still yeah. has like family yeah. in philly and somebody told him some things that sounded about right because of what happened to the eagles as they A nosedive there at the end of the season, and he went with it. I think also Craig Craig knows
7: people who know these things. You know what I mean? He's not talking to like a team source. He knows a guy who knows a guy, and these guys (laughs) know these things about the guys, you know? That makes – I would believe Craig over Adam Schefter on that one.
5: You know what's interesting, though? He also said that it's going to be interesting to see if a high-profile player is still on the team come this off-season because someone would have to – whatever beef there was, one guy would have to leave a him-or-me type situation. Oh, boy. But what is – what's interesting to me, though, is how – like, how you approach these things. So, like, Craig dipped his toe in and said something happened, didn't name the name, didn't say what it was. Mm-hmm. When he could have really gone in, yeah, with it. So that's why I think people like Adam Schefter get to get to say, "Well, I don't, they don't even know. There's, there's nothing going on here." He said this, this bleep isn't true. But when you like really go in and name the names and whatever he was told, and he went with it right then, that's what I'd really want to see. All the people get you know the the shrinker shrinkage and have to answer questions about. Well, it, that's
7: know? that's what makes me think though that it is something personal because yeah. I feel like Craig's like. Not saying it for that reason. Sure. You know, it's not my place. It'll come out eventually. That sort of thing. You don't want to get in trouble. I'm I am in trouble right now, Gio. What? I uh, I made a grave mistake in in handling this guest appearance in that I uh, forgot to tell my mother. I was. Oh
5: wow! And she's a huge Mets huge fan. Huge Mets
7: fan. Huge fan. Fan. Dumb right. dumb, 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 you dumb, didn't dumb. tell her. I don't know why I didn't. I, I just, I talked to her like every day. Yeah. And my, my sister just had a baby. We're always talking about the new baby and my kids. And I just didn't tell her. And then, and then I was like, it's early in the morning. She doesn't get up that early. And I don't want her to like get up yeah. just to watch this. So I'll just like tell her after and she can watch on demand. And then at like seven something, I texted her being like, so when she wakes up, I, I can technically be like I told you. Yeah. But she was already up. Oh. And she said I said to her, I'm on the fan this morning, and she said, I see. And then she said in caps locks, I can't believe that someone else told me you are in trouble, buddy. <laughs> Reminds me, the only other time I've been in, in this much trouble with her, and it's a similar situation, is uh Johan's no-hitter. Yeah. yeah. I I was a superstitious. In the moment, mm-hmm. and I didn't tell, I didn't do anything different. I sat on the couch, right? And I didn't tell my brother, I didn't tell my mom, I didn't say, like, yo, make sure you're watching the game. And I called her right after, and I was like, can you believe it? And she was like, believe what? Oh, no, and she was like, I was like, you weren't watching, she's like, no. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, the first no hitter in history just happened. She was like, why did I was, I was, she didn't talk to me for like weeks, yeah. Well, I don't so blame this her. one. This one's probably gonna be. Pretty bad, not as bad I as that, but she's not going to be happy she about was, this. I
5: see, you know I see. Mean? I can't believe someone else had to tell me. You know what's interesting? I have a I have a mother story with the Johan Santana no hitter. That's the exact opposite of that. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, saw what was going on, and she's a huge Mets fan. She brought me to all the games when I was younger, and uh, and I I called her and I was on the phone with her watching the game. Oh, we'll just rub it in. Why don't you? yeah watching the game actually from a bar. And uh, it was loud, and we watched the the final out together. And it was it was oh, so I had to do it. Mr. Yep. Perfect it was son great. over
1: here. Oh yeah, it yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah.
5: Made sure we had we shared that moment, even though I was states away. You know, that's what you have to do as a good son. You know, I, I talked to her like every single day, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and these two moments, I I don't know, I just slipped up. Is this your sister's first baby or no? Yes. Okay. So that's got it. So that's rocking their whole world. Oh yeah, big time, big time. Now, so I have a buddy of mine who's having his first baby, and it's like when you when you try to. Talk to them about it and you want to be positive, but you also want to tell them that there's going to be some things that just are never going to be I the assume. same.
7: We are not honest enough.
5: Yeah, I agree. I know. I, I try I, to be honest. I,
7: I, I had a podcast a few years ago called Podfathers. Fathers where yeah, I was like, I remember, yeah,
5: Clem. Yeah, Clem and uh,
7: Chaps and Large and, and a bunch of guys. And, and I was like, because I was reading like the dad books. Yeah. And they were even books that were like the real yeah. story, like by dads for dads. And it's like, it was total like fluff, you know? Yep. Yeah. I was like, let's let's get down to it. Let's talk about it. I always tell people, I'm like, it sucks. It sucks. Like you, if you get fulfillment out of your kids and you love that, like that's that's the upside to it. But if you're not one of those people that has that, you know, maternal or paternal instinct and get all warm and fuzzy, like you're probably gonna hate it.
3: (laughs) Yeah,
5: I mean,
7: all the things you did that you like to do. Oh, sure, you no longer get to do. Yeah, absolutely. If you're ready for that, go for it. If you're not ready for that. Probably shouldn't do it.
5: Yeah, I mean, and I do think that it it provides guardrails on you that only that can do. I mean, for for a lot of people, for some people it it does not. For other people, but like for me, like there's like going out, doing stuff, totally drinking, all those things. Like if I didn't have children, then I would probably still be doing really really stupid stuff. So luckily, they provide the card rails on you. So that's like a that's definitely a, a positive thing. So when you say like you can't do the stuff you want to do, that's true. But you also learn how to do the stuff you sure. like to do in a different way. Totally. But but and and me you mean you are like that? Like I don't really want to be going out anymore
3: and right.
7: partying and all that. But if you are that type, you want to travel the world. Yeah. You like your own schedule. You want to do things when you want to do things. You want to not do things when you want to do nothing. Yeah. If you're that type kids ain't for you brother <laughs> you
12: know
5: <laughs> yeah and I, I feel like I'm going to like when when the the girls are older and I understand people say like teenage girls are a nightmare and I, I'm sure but when I feel like when they're like 10 11 12 that's when I'm really gonna have more of a connection with them just for with my personality because now it's a like they it's a, that motherly thing that most men cannot produce. I'm I, admittedly like I can't I can't nurture in a way that my wife can nurture and it's just it's impossible And there's sometimes when I just I, I, I don't have an answer you know mm-hmm. and then, then mm-hmm. she'll she'll have an answer I don't have an answer but I feel like when they're older and they understand more things like I'll be able to be like a sensei for them when they understand the world a little more you're, you're telling me you think that like the a teenage girl is going to be like I I stopped short and I said 10, 11, yeah, okay, 12. Right before that, yeah, because I that. think once you're like a
7: teenager, I don't think you like any of your parents. No, you hate them. I mean, you hate but them. yeah, I could see that right before that because that's maybe even eight. You know what it is? Is when you, yeah. Like, I mean, my my daughter's eight now, and like we're doing Taylor Swift together, and like this is what I'm know, saying, yeah, 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 that that type of stuff. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I I think once once also once you're once daughters and moms start. Fighting is when yeah, the dad yeah. can slide They're in right, and be exactly. like, you know, hey. and that happens. Yeah, I mean. oh, that's
5: just right. I mean, natural. So last time, my wife went out with a, a friend, so it was just it was me and the girls for for hours at a time, uh, just just the three of us. And uh, and there was a point where you know I was had enough of what my six year old was doing, and I was you know gave her gave her the business a little bit. You're like, you mm. have to stop. You know, I get that scary dad voice immediately i want mommy i want mommy. oh, oh yeah you know it's like mm-hmm. and then i'm like well mommy's not here to save you now <laughs> so now mom's not walking walk- through that door yeah right like hey, like rick patino <laughs> <laughs> larry Bird's <laughs> not walking through that door
3: uh
5: yeah but it's uh it is it is an interesting i don't even know how the hell we go- oh that's right you're your sister's baby so you get to be uh, an uncle then huh? yeah yeah my my brother's got kids too
7: so we've all got kids now so there's a whole litter of them running around so yeah I mean yeah, it's just uh it's incredible I, it's great I, sometimes i'm like i have kids what <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like they just let anybody do this, huh? Uh, they know. just let anybody have kids.
5: It is, it is true. I mean, you think like you, you let it, you, you have to go through a driving test to be able to get yeah. on the road, but uh, they, not to procreate. Right. They they're really, I mean, I don't know if that's some sort of like crazy dictator type of mentality, but shouldn't there be some sort of something? You would think, man, like to have like children, you, you cannot be in the gene pool, you're out, and you
7: cannot take care of these kids. You're out. Like there's just certain things. Right. It, it probably is very, you know, it's uh, a horrible against, thing, like, human rights. But like, right. yeah,
5: <laughs> really, but at least pass a test, right? You know? Yeah. Come on. I mean, you have to pass a test to go to the years of school to be able to deliver a baby, but to, to have one, and, then and then you take, take it care home? Of it?
6: Yeah.
7: I, I also sometimes, if I'm ever like questioning, like, am I a good enough parent or am I doing a good enough job? I think about just some of the other people out there. I'm oh, like, well, God. you know, I'm not them. Right. I'm know. not the best, but I know. You know, there are there, there there's there's some documentary. I think it's there's some people I think it's South America where there's this like these like babies that like literally they're like the whole family's like homeless and they live on like garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, there's babies who can survive that, they can live with me. All right. Like yeah. uh, I, I can at least, you know, I'm that I'm on that level at least.
5: I'm not sure if it's um <sighs> Japan maybe but there I, I was reading this was years ago that there's some sort of ritual that they have with a a five-year-old or a four-year-old where they send the child into town by itself and it has to figure out how to get back home like and this is the thing but like people in the community know yeah so if they yeah, see yeah. like so a young they, child they're not gonna kidnap it but right. it's like a it's just a certain Dude, part of the world I, I think about
7: like I know where my kids are at like all times you know what I yeah, mean I like like, even if, they, if they're if they hanging out on the weekend and, like, if they go outside to play, like, they tell me. And I, yeah. like, know they're in the backyard. I used to just, like, get up and leave. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they're a little younger. But, like, older, like, just go ride your bikes and, like, I'll see you in, like, eight hours. Yeah. No cell phones. Yeah. No nothing. No locations turned on. The game is just so different now. Yeah, no, it, it, I would freak out if I was like, "Where are the kids?" And it's like, "I don't know, they'll be back later." <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, right? you'd, be, no. you'd be dead. You'd be yeah. in so much trouble, right? Yeah.
5: yeah. Oh, absolutely, pacing back and forth. Right. The kid came back. Imagine if your wife forever. said, "Where are the kids?" And you said, "Oh, no, I, I don't, don't know. know, they went out." Yeah,
7: but, went but outside but they'll, they'll somewhere. Probably be back by dinner time. <laughs>
5: I hope you, you know. You know, she'd throw you in jail. <laughs> yeah, exactly. CPS, right, yeah. right at the door. Crazy. Uh, all right, let's go to a couple calls here. How about Kevin in Virginia? What's going on, Kevin? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you guys? Good. How are
8: you? Good. So, uh, last week I'm down in Miami on some, uh, little vacation time. And, uh, me and my buddy decided to go hit the Hollywood Casino on Thursday night. And we're just walking around to go
1: play craps. I look right over. Yes. Yeah, security's all around this one table. And there's Eli throwing the dice.
8: Oh, wow. And,
5: playing uh, craps. I like that. He, was he getting into it or was he boring Eli playing craps?
8: No, he was, he was classic. I just won the Super Bowl, Eli, fist pumps all around. Nice. And, uh, they said he walked out with like 40K on TMZ, but uh, no, it was like 200.
5: I say,
7: 40Ks. sounds like light
5: work for yeah. Eli.
8: Yeah, no, it was awesome. And then the next night, we're walking out,
5: same place, and Cliff Floyd's walking in. So I got to meet him, too. Oh, awesome. nice. Cliff Floyd. Cliff Legends. Floyd's number.
8: <laughs> Love Eddie, Cliff Floyd, though. One of my favorite players of all time.
5: Eddie, Cliff Floyd
8: number? Uh, Floyd, see, that's out of my 86, uh, 80s wheelhouse. 30, right? I believe it was 30.
7: I think food, I'm right about the, that.
8: We were in Vegas uh,
7: for the Super Bowl, yeah, and uh, bustling with the boys. You know those guys, of with course. the one. Yeah, yeah. They uh, were gambling with Dana White. I saw that, that uh, video, the tunnel of chaos, they call it. Uh, it you know, you, the house always wins, right? Unless you're playing, unless you're playing blackjack with Dana White and these guys. Everybody won. It was like. I, I didn't go out that night. I didn't go with him. I was like, well, I just, if I just had decided to go hang out with him, I would have made like 25 grand. They, they, <laughs> At the he, least. He literally says, tell me the money. Tell me the number you want to make and we'll make it. I was like, what do you, What does that mean? He's like, tell me the number. And, you know, according to how much money, you know, what level of baller you were, right. Dave was like, I want to make 100 grand. He's like, I'll get you 60. Boom, boom, boom. Two hands, 90 grand. See you later. Wow. Next guy up on the chair, you sit down. And they, everybody takes their turn in the chair. Now, I mean, Basically, the answer is that Dana White is willing to gamble as long as it takes to get you back. Exactly. In, yeah. in, yeah. in the in the black. I mean, I think Will Compton was down like three hundred grand. Oh. But they just you know doubled this and split that and put enough down. Next thing you know, he won hundred or oh whatever it was. It's, God. The I mean, anxiety I would have. I, I I It's not for me, man. I, no, I, me. I, you either. know. I mean, Dana White. I think is like a billionaire. So this is yeah, like, we're different. talking yeah. about like chump change, but the the. Uh, the downs, the
5: the 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 down I experienced from losing oh, yeah. is so much lower than the high I experienced from winning. You know what? I'm glad you said that because that's the way I am as well. It's a reason why I quit playing all sorts of fantasy football. I was getting into that daily fantasy on FanDuel and DraftKings to the point where I was like obsessed, like listening to podcasts, tinkering lineups and like and mm-hmm. entering into these big millionaire maker things. Mm-hmm. And then when I would win, I'd feel a sense of relief. Right. And it wasn't even joy. And when I lost, I was so, so angry at fuming. myself. Yeah. And just why did I make that decision and go yeah. with that stupid wide receiver? <laughs> and Like all that stuff. <laughs> and why did I pay up for defense? And I said, stop. What am I doing?
7: I also, I mean, you know, draft. We, we just partnered again with DraftKings. They're unbelievable. They're like the the kings of the of that whole space. But to me, I'm like, I don't need more sports stress in yeah. my life. Right, right. right. I yeah. get enough of that naturally. Yep. I you know, know, with the fans, with the teams I'm rooting for, the fans. Uh, that's enough where I don't need to be sweating out like the final, you know, of a Pac 12 basketball game.
5: <laughs> I know. you know, I know. I, basically, I, I look at it as entertainment. Like, if I'm bored and there's a game on and I want a little action on it to be, get into the game, that's when I'll do it. But, like, I, I'm just not. I'm not in it to make money.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm just in it to and some entertainment.
7: You can't, you know, like, I remember thinking, should I, should I start gambling? Like, this is the gold rush. We're partnering with DraftKings. Like, I should. You can't fake it. You're either no. you're either in that life or you're not. You know right. what I
5: mean. Uh, speaking of Dana White, did you see that whole thing? I thought it was a t- total work where he got up and left the Howie Mandel podcast. Did you see that? No, thing? I didn't see this. Wait, hang on. Uh, yeah, U- so usually
7: I see everything. I, right. I didn't see this.
5: So you can't. I'll I'll play it in the break. We'll get your opinion on it after the break. Okay. Um, I, I wish I I knew you didn't see because now I'm giving you my opinion on it. If you just would have watched it clean to tell me what you thought, but. Um, I want you to uh to take a look at that. Okay. Uh let's see. Let's go you know what? I feel like Tony in Utica's been waiting a long time after. Oh, to he's good. Tony. He's good. All right, we'll go to Tony Hey Tony, I'm sorry you're waiting for a while there, man. Uh what what do you got for us? you Wanna talk some baseball?
11: I have been waiting for a while. Yes, you're right about
5: that. I apologize, Tony. Sometimes you know I we have a new co host yeah, in. It's my fault, Tony. I'm sorry. It's, what it's, it's Kevin got for Clancy's us. fault. Yeah. yeah. Uh, here's the thing. Yeah. <clears throat> I uh well,
3: first of all, I, is it true that Bud Allison passed away recently? Yes, yes, it is. Oh, yes. I didn't know
11: that. I am very yeah. heart, heartbroken about that because I remember the original Met Teams and he was very good.
5: Yeah, 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 he was. But
11: I don't want to get on depressing subjects, but here is another thing. Now, great. Uh, I am trying to. I don't want
5: to. Somebody else did? Hope
11: I, didn't, I hope I didn't see yet what I was going to say. Now you forgot. Uh,
5: Someone else. You were on dead people. Tony. Any other? Anybody else die?
11: No, 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 no that's me that's because I got on that subject. But, uh, he, well, here's the thing. I wanted to ask about uh, the National League playoff teams this year. Who do you predict uh, for the playoffs in the National League?
5: All right, well, the Braves are going to win the NL East. <sighs> we know. I mean, the Braves are just so good. As always. The Dodgers will be there. Right. If, if the Dodgers can't win
7: a title this year, like, uh, you know, it almost makes me, like, lose hope that's for... That's
11: like, I'm a Dodger fan. I love the Dodgers. I'm 82 years old. Oh, yeah, that... Mike, bring back what I wanted to talk about. Okay, there you go. We talked. You had a segment a while back where you were talking about uniform numbers. Yeah, and I can honestly say, being a Brooklyn Dodger fan, I go back to Brooklyn, and they left in '58. I remember all the Brooklyn Dodger uniform numbers from '58, and I'm '82 now. Oh boy,
7: I think Gio's, Gio's going to challenge you on this one, Tony. 10. Are you ready? And I was Cause... wondering if
11: you could confirm. Uh, you could ask me different players. Okay, and and just tell me if i'm right or wrong about their numbers could you love
5: this all right let's do this for the next hour and a half uh don zimmer
11: i think you got me ready come
8: on tony Tony. oh for one let's go wait
5: say that again i say
11: 23 you got it all right all right on the
5: board 23 was right all right let's go to this one here charlie neal oh boy now
11: Now, now you may have me on him. Forget it. Let's
5: bypass him. Go on. (laughs) 43 was his number. Give give, give, give him some big names.
11: You're right. It was 43.
5: Go ahead. Rube Walker. 10? Yes. There you go. Very good. Ron Schlutz.
11: Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Now, bypass
5: him. Yeah, well, I just made that name up. There's (laughs) no no such guy named Ron Schlutz. So, very good. I'm glad you didn't give a number there. Uh, This is an easy one. pee wee Reed. Gabe
11: (laughs) (laughs) He's <laughs> <laughs> number one. He released
5: one. Very good. What about Gabe Athouse?
11: <laughs> I think
5: you're making up a Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. yeah, another yeah, yeah, one yeah. I'm making up, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> Dick Gray.
11: Another name you made up. No, That's Dick Gray's a, a guy. I don't remember Dick Gray at all.
5: Dick Gray, number 11. Dick Hurts. Dick Hurts.
11: Dick Hurts.
5: Tony, let me ask you,
7: who do you know? How about you tell us the know, numbers you know?
11: I know Sandy Amoros was 15. <laughs> Joe Black was 49. Don Newcomb, 36. George Shuba, 8.
5: Don, uh, Johnny Padres.
11: Oh, boy. And he's the one that won game 755. Let me see. Johnny Padres. Oh, man. See, I made a liar out of myself. I told you I knew them all.
5: That's all right, Tony. You, 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 Forty-five. You, you the did answer.
11: this to yourself, Tony. Yeah, your you was forty-one. Yeah.
5: Well, listen, you, you you got a few. You got a few. Uh, I mean, I don't know any of them. 18.
7: And right, know, he didn't so of, Kevin's a Mets You're fan. Well didn't even know Piazza's me. number. You're well ahead of me, Tony. So like I'm impressed.
11: Thirty-one.
5: Yeah. Yeah. There you, there you go, <laughs> I would hope you know that one. All right, Tony. There's Tony in Utica. Legend. Man. Oh man. Oh man. Was that great? Uh, I mean, <laughs>
7: I, I I I'm actually. I'm very. I feel like honored to be a part of one of those WFA. Oh calls. yeah, like those are, like those are what, as a listener and a viewer, when you watch on TV, like those are the moments you want on these shows, right? right? Absolutely. Like I'm not. I don't really care about breaking down sports and all that. I'm waiting for like the ridiculous calls. And that was one of them, and I'm so happy that I was here for that. Yeah,
5: we had Tony uh, in Utica, like, Stu Gotson from uh, Dan He said, all I want is for a caller to call up and call somebody a fraud. That's what I want, because <laughs> that's all I remember listening to growing up. Just have a caller call somebody a fraud, and I'll feel like I'm right at home. But the fact that Tony called up, said he was going to say something, couldn't remember what that was, did remember what it was, and it was saying that he remembered uniform numbers, then I challenged him, and the first one he didn't know was just,
7: how about, uh, can't write that, how about, uh, yeah, Asking you to confirm if Bud Harrelson just died? Like you, <laughs> you, you brought it up. Like you, I think you know.
11: <laughs> Did he just pass away? That's crazy.
5: All right, Boomer Geo on the fan in CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barcelona for Boomer this morning. How we doing? All right, uh, quickly before CeeLo, since he was late anyway. Um <laughs> by what, five seconds? Well we had to call for you. No, no, no.
9: Al called I was already mid sprint, which I know you love for my intern days. Yeah, you just you <laughs> do a lot
5: of running. Uh you watch the Dana White walk off with Howie Mandel. Do you think it was a work or not?
9: Uh, I put I put the call
7: out to my boy uh, Bob Fox. He's one of the best guys uh covering MMA out there for Barca with us, and he's got he's always plugged in with Dana. He, he, he's telling me he thinks it's, it might be a work. Yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, you, you might be right on that one. I, I I don't know. You never know. Dana's, you know, prone to pop off and do whatever he wants. <laughs> I've had both of those guys on my show before. They're both good dudes. I. Uh, but, yeah, this one feels, you know, maybe like we're doing some promo.
5: Yeah, exactly. And Howie Mandel's a famous prank guy on movie sets, and America's Got Talent is just what he does. And I just, I just think but, that they But were well together. done
7: enough that you got people going, I yeah. don't know, is it real? Or is it? And that's where you want to live if you're going to do one of those things. You got to have people, some people
5: on, on each side. Well, I think most people thought it was real. Yeah. I think that it was only a small percentage, maybe 10% who didn't. Uh, all right, CeeLo, what's happening over there, man? Brought
9: to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door. Also brought to you by Jack Pocket, order official state lottery games on your phone. The Knicks are back from the All-Star break tonight. They were all banged up leading into it, of course. They lost four in a row, five out of six. They will have Dante DiVincenzo and likely Boyan Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein back for tonight's road game against the there Sixers. You go. Yeah, nailed that one now. Mm-hmm. Uh but still no adjee. Agi- uh uh. <laughs> Compartmentalized. Yeah, you go. Still no OG Ananobi or nice. Julius Randle, though both are hopeful of returning at some point this season. Here's Randall from yesterday <laughs> talking about his uh, recovery from the dislocated shoulder.
10: Every day I'm getting stronger, I'm getting better. Uh, so just taking a day at a time to continue, just to try to just stay locked in on you know what I have to do uh, to t- continue just to get healthy. Um, not just physically but mentally as well.
9: As for where the team currently stands coming out of the breaks and thoughts from Jalen Brunson. We
4: had a great January uh, middle of February obviously we ended terribly and um, but we have a lot of things that we can still improve on you Now we're in a good spot. But still room to get better.
9: Fourth in the East, half game clear of Philadelphia, and a game and a half behind the Bucks, who've had their own issues since Doc Rivers took over as the team's head coach, a record of just three and seven. Back to Brunson. One more quick one. He was asked about his All Star weekend experience in Indianapolis. I
4: bumped into Bill Murray. <laughs> Didn't know it was Bill Murray at first. I was like, oh, sh- oh sh-. Um, snap, it's Bill Murray. Uh, that was really cool. We had a nice little conversation.
9: Yeah. Um, Cool. wonder what they talk about brunson and bill murray <laughs> Yeah. outside of just his career meaning well if he doesn't career.
5: know it's bill murray at first that means that he was probably told it was bill murray what bill murray, murray, so what then why bill murray he, has done in his life
9: why would he then go out of his way to bring that because up he yesterday. probably
5: thought it was really cool like you've never like you've never met somebody in your life you didn't know who they were and then you were telling people hey i just met this guy okay you know whether it's so, it might not be a famous person it might be someone in finance or something this guy came up with the whatever the, yeah you know, elmer's glue <laughs> and you're like oh man that's so cool so I think that's probably what it was. But I I, I wouldn't be shocked if Jalen Brunson never saw a Bill Murray movie. I was going to say,
7: these guys,
9: you know, they're young. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. God, I'm getting We're hard. old. Yeah. You know? I guess Bill so. Murray's ancient. He is. Well, Bill Murray's ancient. But for yeah. us, like we're you and I are about the same age. We're old. Yeah, we are. That's fair. You All know what right. uh,
5: one of my favorite Bill Murray movies was is uh, Lost in Translation. Yes. Yeah. I a good one?
9: love that movie.
5: It's a quality movie. And, and there's there's not a lot of dialogue in. It. I think it was Sofia Coppola was a director. Not a lot of dialogue in it, but just it really. I feel like I entered that world and. That's stayed a movie in it. that you call a film. It's yeah, a great, yeah, it's yeah. a great film. Yeah. Great film yeah. for sure. Deep, a lot yeah. going on there. Mm-hmm.
9: Nets and Raptors from Toronto tonight. Kevin Ollie's debut as the interim head coach, following that you know successful run as a 1920s magician, as we d- <laughs> uh, discussed last yeah. hour. <laughs> Coverage on the fan and the free Odyssey app begins at 6:50. All right, G. Remember yesterday. I played the Charles Barkley clip, rip it into the TV talking heads, and he took a shot at Skip Bayless on the Dan Patrick Show. So Barkley was doing the true TV alternative broadcast of Sunday's All-Star Game. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. you're rolling your eyes. Me as well. Uh, Had this to say about Kevin Durant. They were talking about where the Suns are at right now and looking at them the rest of the season into the playoffs. Quote, no disrespect to Kevin. Kevin's a follower. He's not a leader. He's proven that on all his stops. Okay, fair enough. So, of course, KD volleyed back. And basically ends up saying the exact same thing that Barkley had said about Skip and sports TV in general. I just
10: feel like a lot of people that's on TV that don't ever come to the gym, don't ever come to games. It's hard for them to speak on what I do when they're don't. They don't, they not in here. So it's just part of TV, you know, that they needed something to fill the segment up, you know, so they talk about something negative, you know, but... You're not in the gym. I don't respect your opinion. You're not in the gym with me. Now,
9: Barkley may not be in the gym with him, but, it, I mean, he is an all-world former player. Yes. <laughs> it's a little different situation. Right. Not like yeah, I think Chuck it. is,
10: is
7: uh, qualified to talk yeah. about yeah. hoops, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I love Barkley, man. Least, I, mean, I, I think if, if you were to, you know, do a draft of uh, sports media guys, he'd be my number one pick. Well, he's getting paid like it, and he... <laughs> he just tells it like it is. It's like... He's right about Durant. It's like, you're not, it's not that you're not amazing, but you know, you've never really been like the guy. You know, you didn't, you know, if you stuck out in, in OKC, you'd have a different reputation. Yeah. Right. It just is
5: what it is. And then also, you come to Brooklyn and the whole thing. It never, it never comes to fruition. Burns. So it's right. like you needed Steph. So yeah, if he had done it elsewhere again, then fine. But these are just facts. How about the we played it yesterday? But you hear him on San Francisco on that uh, alternate broadcast. That whole thing, what he said about San Francisco, Berkeley. No, he was he, they were they were talking about having never having the All Star game in Indianapolis again. He's like, would you rather be cold? or Would you rather be around a whole bunch of homeless crooks in San Francisco? <laughs> and then whoever was hosting is like, we love
9: San Francisco. Like, no, we
5: don't. No, I don't. <laughs> yeah. like, no I mean, we don't. We hate that place. That's great. <laughs> it's just, just awesome.
9: And then there was a clip floating around. I should have grabbed the audio. I think they sh- they took it down for copyright reasons. It was an all fair thing where he's giving Shaq. Then Shaq was complaining that. TNT didn't air his jersey retirement in Orlando, and yeah. they're going back and forth, and Barkley's giving him the business, and Kenny Stevenson, uh, EJ got in on it. So, oh wow! Yeah, that, that it was like that, a five-minute exchange. People are like, "Oh, they got to make this its own show, like an off-TV thing." And I can't. I'm sure it's out there somewhere, but the original post got wiped out. So I guess TNT got involved there. Rick Patino falling on the sword three days later in the wake of backlash for what he said about his uh, St. John's team over the weekend. Let's just remind you of this one first from Sunday. I think
12: I've enjoyed, even, even the Celtics when we lost, I've enjoyed every minute being a Boston Celtic coach. Didn't like the fact that we... Lost in that following year, but this has been the most unenjoyable experience I've had since I've been coaching. <laughs> All right, so Gio
9: referenced that one earlier. Now let's fast forward to last night and see what he had to say.
12: They are the air that I breathe. And I love them dearly. I would never want to embarrass them or hurt them. Uh, a couple of them certainly were, but they went out yesterday had the best practice of the year. His players, of
9: course they did. And they parlayed mm-hmm. it into a five-point road win over lowly Georgetown 90-85 to 85. That drops the Hoyas to 1-14 in Big East play. But it is a victory for St. John's, and I believe their first conference win in uh, well over a month. So back uh, into the win column. Nick Saban, in a one-on-one chat with ESPN's Reese Davis, addressing his recent decision to retire and walk away from the Alabama job, says he's not a year-to-year guy and felt he couldn't make a multi-year commitment anymore, just running out of gas at this point. You know, when
12: I was young, you know, I could work till 2 in the morning, get up at 6 and be there the next day and be full of... Energy and go for it, but when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that.
9: Yeah, probably uh, the morning hours that we do around <laughs> these parts more so you guys than me. I get to parachute in and out here and there.
5: Yeah, I mean, people the the most common misconception about doing this is people say, "Well, oh, you're probably used to it by now." No. and I'm like, you're no, never- the human body does not get yeah, used to that. You don't get used to it. You learn how to cope with." What time it. you go to bed? It depends what's on. Like, last night, there's no sports, nothing to watch, so I was in bed by 8.30. Wow. Yeah. Are Sometimes a- I'll go to bed at 7.30. Uh, Eddie goes to bed at
8: 5.00. <laughs>
5: no.
9: He's the only yeah. one that has a strict five routine. O'clock. Yeah. 5 o'clock.
8: 5, 5.30, yeah.
5: Dude, in the summertime, there's like three more hours of sunlight.
7: Yeah, well, I get up at 1 a.m., <laughs> <laughs> Holy Okay, that, that okay, that makes more sense. One
9: AM Yeah, but to Wait, commit w- to it every day.
8: Wait, but are you here earlier for, for Yeah, I get here about three. Jeez Louise. He's first then. So I get get up, watch the one o'clock sports. You, don't, Center. you
7: can't even catch Jeopardy, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
8: no, I can't even finish PTI. <laughs> 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 Is it are you like
7: do you like, you know, uh take like melatonin or Benadryl no. or anything? You can naturally go to sleep at five yes, o'clock.
9: Correct. Holy That's cow. That's a gift in and of itself.
5: I mean, lie. think about a warm, sunny July night. <laughs> He's in bed.
8: <laughs> like if, I kind of like it. I'm almost envious in a weird way. I got way. the room darkening shades. Yeah. I got air, air conditioning. I wear yeah. a CPAP. Right, so exactly. exactly. Oh, Co- covers over the head, pitch black, no problem. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Putting hey,
5: on uh, a CPAP machine, uh, July 7th. I could
8: talk about that for hours.
9: <laughs> what time does the missus come to bed? Uh, I have no idea. you, uh, you never yeah, like, asked. Her. I, I, you guys I, are I, almost like living on different time zones, 100%, aren't you? Yeah,
8: yeah. Happy, Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> Ten thirty, eleven o'clock. I guess. Wow.
9: And it, she never, it never stirs you. You're so, so out. Oh, I'll
8: so, oh, forget about wow.
9: you. Overlap for maybe like,
7: what does she? What does she work Uh like? A, From like, home? Okay. So like I'm still I'm see home her.
8: by like noon? Yeah. And so we're you know to get the okay. six but hours. But if she worked you know nine to five out in the world, you
7: would probably never see her.
8: Uh Correct. Yeah. That what, do you, what do you do when you get home uh i she has a business from home so i help with that i run errands go to the grocery store all that other crap walk the dogs just hang out watching tv at the end of the night and then i walk didn't eat dinner about four o'clock and then uh get ready for bed see you later
7: <laughs> you know what uh, like like streaming tv must have saved your life because back in the day when you had like nothing's on TV it 3, 4 o'clock, except for, like, you know, Judge Judy, right? You can, if you want to
5: watch something now, you can watch whatever you want. Yeah, I'm not much, not I'm not big guy? on TV. No. Just watch anything. Check out Love is Blind. <laughs> There's no <laughs> shot he's watching. No, yeah, no zero. What was the last TV? What do they what,
8: what do, do about sports? Like I watch, well, I, well, I like watching sports, yeah. He'll but if you're in bed him. at five o'clock. No, but I, well, that's why I wake up at one o'clock to see the one o'clock sports. Oh, exactly. okay. I see what you're saying. And okay. Geico Sports Night for the okay. local stuff. Gotcha.
5: <laughs> and he there you go. Yeah, and, company man. Uh, he will record college football games and watch them back when uh, he's awake on the weekends, right? Oh yeah,
8: hundred uh, percent. I'll yeah. record I've recorded twenty nine college football games. Yeah, I think that's my record. <laughs> and I will than go when I wake up. That's I in f- one
6: weekend. I was going to yeah. say an
8: experiment, brother. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll, when I wake up at four o'clock in the morning on the weekends, I'll just zip through them and and just you, you, kind of, you need, know, you
7: need you, you need a show. He needs a
9: documentary.
4: Documentary you follow you
8: around. <laughs> yes. ah, crazy. Yeah, crazy.
9: Oh man. Uh, a couple other quick ones from Saban just to bring this full circle. So he's out of uh, coaching, but not looking to put his feet up now.
12: Well, I'm going to keep working. I mean, I I I don't want to get up and. Watch Netflix. I mean, I want to do something. (laughs) There
9: you go. Take the Eddie Scusaria route. Uh, Reese Davis on that had a pretty good idea what it might end up being. Maybe
12: there's some other opportunities out there for me somewhere, but. um, I can think of one, but. (laughs) Well, go ahead. I'm sorry. And I'd probably, you know, like to do that, but. You know, somebody told me once, you know, you can't start a broadcasting career when you're 80. But
9: he probably is going to. If you, yeah. I mean, I know he's, he's done he's some things here He's for sure going to least,
12: at least give it a whirl. Yeah, right?
9: it certainly feels that way. So. Have a podcast, Nick. Everybody else oh in the world God, does. That would be amazing. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and on the college football note, this kind of blows my mind. I guess it shouldn't. So you, the college football playoff came out, of course, the other day with the big 5 plus 7 announcement, expanding the field from 4 to 12 teams. And within 24 hours, maybe 30, yeah, yesterday at their meetings in Dallas. Oh, we're talking about 14 teams now coming in 2026. So it's like, Jeez. they didn't even let the ink dry on the story of going from four to 12. Now, already we're talking about 14 in just a couple of years. So, I mean, I know we all have kind of come to grips with the fact that it'll just keep expanding, kind of like all the playoff fields do. But, yep. man, that was quick. All, all right, and hey, we will see you next hour. Yes, sir. And our moment of the day better be Tony. I think that's <laughs> the clear
5: choice. <laughs> so right. we'll have that ready for all you. All right, very good. It is Boomer and Geo coming to you live the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Lauren Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network KFC Kevin Clancy from Barstool in with us this morning so the biggest thing on X with Dave Portnoy these days is the dog he adopted Miss Peaches Miss Peaches now when you watch him and he does the whole Miss Peaches thing I I can't (laughs) the, the Dave Portnoy
7: pet voice Has always arced me. It's so, it it makes my skin crawl. Because he's so not that dude. Like, like he's a freak. He has, like, no emotion. Nothing ever shown towards another human. And then when he's doing it towards, he does love animals. So I know it's genuine. But it's almost like he Googled, like, how to be affectionate. Like, he, like, listens to other people do, like, a cutesy voice. And now he's just mimicking
5: them. Oh, it makes my skin crawl, dude. So when you say that he like has no emotions towards other humans, do you believe that that is like a legit sociopath oh, type yeah. of
7: thing? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's got issues, and he's that's got
5: issues. That's I mean, that's interesting.
7: Like like, like he's It's not that he doesn't have emotions because you'll see him get mad and scream and yell right. and excited and you know when they no Patriots empathy him, maybe yeah like like he just he'll never give you an attaboy. boy he'll never right. like. Tell you how good you're doing or if you have problems, like he's not the shoulder to cry on. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. not that guy. Sure. There's no emotion
5: there. And I probably helped him in building the business. Totally. The I think is. I think if he wasn't doing this, he'd probably be like a serial killer.
7: It's like <laughs> you go one direction or the other. Either like a you know, a mega successful business mogul right.
5: or you're like, you know, skinning people. It's crazy how that works. Yeah. Oh, let's listen to a little bit of the Miss Peaches voice from oh, Daniel. No, okay, no.
4: Miss Peaches. We gotta tell people your story. You were in Atlanta, and they rescued 26 dogs from a breeding, hoarding, neglect situation. Where are you going, Miss Peaches? Come on, we got to tell our story, Miss Peaches. So the name of the organization that... Oh, Miss Peaches. The name of the organization that saved you was Lifeline Rescue Project in Atlanta. Like I said, they rescued 26 dogs. Miss Peaches, lucky for me, was one of them because she's an angel. So we're raising money and we're going to give it all the Lifeline for saving Miss Peaches and the other dogs in Atlanta. They've been around for 20 years. We have the shirts on sale for Miss Peaches. So buy a shirt, 100% of the profits going to Lifeline uh Animal Shelter Rescue in Atlanta. He's kissing her belly. Uh, they save Miss Peaches. <laughs> with the, with the, with the nipples are yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to be Miss Peaches. Um so buy a shirt, rescue
8: right Miss ah! Peaches. Oh, where the You're a superstar, Miss Peaches. You don't down. even
4: know it. You're super viral, Miss Peaches. Oh my goodness! It's, it's great. what He's doing though. Oh That's yeah, no, of he course it is. Butter. Yeah.
5: Oh. All right. I can't. All right. Stop. It. All right. No, it is great. It's awesome. I mean, I got a dog from Rescue City here in New York City. Love it. They did amazing work, and what he did is great. But yeah, it is. It's a little. It's a little tough. Uh, people love it. I mean, Miss Peaches took over the internet.
3: Yeah.
7: Dave, Dave might have to stop doing all his other content and just become, you know, a Miss Peaches account now. Right.
5: No. I- <laughs> Absolutely. I don't think it gets old at any point. But this dog, sort of coming out of the situation it was in, into Dave Portnoy's Dude, billionaire life, is like, like
7: the greatest adoption situation ever. Yeah. I You're going to, you know, live lavish, going to be in private jets. The dog's going to live better than all of us.
5: For <laughs> so real. Is Ms.
8: does Miss Peaches sleep in the bed with him?
7: Or I'm was- sure. I, oh, yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure, but like, I'm sure. No, I'm sure Miss Peaches has her own bedroom. Yeah, I'm sure she has like her own wing of the mansion. <laughs> Forty two. Are, you, are you a dog dollars. guy, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I got we. Uh, my dog Duncan is uh, won the first and only uh, Barstool Dog Show. Oh wow! We did, we did like a Westminster Dog Show. Like this is <sighs> uh, actually, I think my memory serves. Uh, Sydney Eisen was one of our our guest judges. Wow! Of that, and uh, Duncan at the time was. A brand new uh, golden doodle puppy, so he was like as cute as could be. So uh, he took it home. He took home the title. So, nice. Yeah.
5: Duncan's a little older now. Yeah, he's an older now.
7: He's, he's living with my uh, my parents. Uh, so so they they're living in City Island in the Bronx.
6: He's just a how, how are you to, uh how were you able to do that, by the way? Get your parents to take your dog. <laughs> that sounds interesting. When
7: when uh, when the babies came along, they didn't mesh exactly the best, really? and uh, and it was just kind of better to. I was like, if this keeps up. I don't know where Duncan's gonna end up. So it's- Al's trying to get rid of his dog. Are you? Yeah. Yeah.
6: yeah. I think Miss Peaches would be great with my dog. Ah. Uh, <laughs> why? Why? What's wrong with your dog? I just they're they're pain in the neck. Yeah. Listen. I mean, that's it, it, another
7: thing people are afraid to say because the you know society yeah. is so pro dog. Yeah. But when you, when you have a dog and then once you have kids and and you know it's eventually you're like yeah, this is, this is hard. This is this is a lot. It's a pain in the ass.
6: Well, yeah, I mean, and he. But you love him, so you do it. But if, if you, you don't love him, him enough, him. then you said no, that's the problem. You love the dog, but you hate having a dog. Yes, yep. like I, like I, I kiss her just like Dave kisses Miss Peaches. And I smoosh her face and tell her she's a good girl. But it's really a pain in the neck. Yeah. Well, that's... Al's it, got a everyone. terrible situation for a
5: dog, too. He lives in this condo where he has to take her out onto the streets and walk her every time she has to go out. Yeah, a had, had a, backyard had a, backyard a backyard, sliding bro. door. Then he would... Everything would be different. And there's yeah. Whimsy right oh, there. She's a door. And also, he
8: yes. got the dog equivalent of himself, thin and neurotic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anxiety. So, yeah, yeah. You don't have
5: like a... Like a
7: like a chunky, like, nap dog who just kind of, like, sits... You know, you need to exercise and do all the weird Al Duke stuff.
6: <laughs> yeah, well, like an
7: OCD and all weird... Yeah,
6: definitely. Yeah. Like, the problem is, like, if I'm here at work all day and I go home, I feel like I got to entertain because... I've been gone all day.
1: Yeah.
6: <laughs> and, and she just that, looks at me like, well, what are we doing?
5: <laughs> they say that dogs don't understand time like that. Like you could be gone for 10 minutes or gone for 10 hours and they really don't understand. We
6: don't know that. We know uh, nothing about dogs.
5: I, that All that stuff's made up.
7: Yeah. Like I, I also love when people
6: are like, yeah. you know, having a dog's like having a baby. It's like, I don't know.
7: You leave a dog alone for like you know a couple of days, they'll figure it out. You leave a baby alone, you get arrested. They're
5: dead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, right. You're right. It's not the same. Yeah, right. People people who say that don't have kids. One hundred. You can't let the your baby outside the pee. You know, right. just Wouldn't go for that it. that. Be great. Figure, figure with it out. with no
8: coat in February. Right. Yeah, right. All right, get out of here. stinking baby walking around a yard trying to figure out a place <laughs> what, to be what Japan <laughs> and pick your own poop up. I'm tired of picking it up. Yeah. Oh,
5: do you see those feral children that are out there? Oh, I see man, the videos are crazy. That. We were just talking about that on the podcast the oh, other really?
7: day. I mean, that's that's crazy.
5: Yeah. Just living what? in the
7: woods being like raised by wolves. <laughs> crazy. In this country? Uh, there was an American one. Yeah, I looked it up. Um I can't remember the name now, but there was an American girl who was like an Appalachia, or uh, I or don't remember the exactly where it was, but it was it was uh, like you know a whole a whole to do because she came into society and like tried to live. I don't think it worked out great. For yeah, me.
5: Kamala and Amala—the story of two young girls were the most famous cases of feral children. I don't know. Maybe this was Australia. There was one in America, though. Yeah, I got to. Uh, oh, this, this is the top. T- of course, on the internet's got top ten feral children. <laughs> Come on, we'll turn anything into a list, man. <laughs> that a,
7: is actually that's like a skit. The yeah. fact that that exists is ridiculous.
5: Yeah, Kamala. Top uh,
7: ten feral kids. Yeah, the Mount Rushmore of feral kids. Who's <laughs> your number one draft pick? Let's do a snake draft of feral kids.
5: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this was the Ukraine. Actually, this is where these wow, were from man. the Ukraine, yeah. and, and they and. And this, the one which she had was like on her hands and knees walking around like a yeah, dog. Yeah, they and they, they walk like a like a horse. It's crazy. It really is unbelievable. We should get ourselves one of those for the office. A feral <laughs> kid. <laughs> Just would you rather there?
8: have your dog or a feral kid, Al? <laughs> I say dog definitely easier <laughs> than feral kid. How long would it take to turn Billy back, Feral? <laughs> Billy Jock alone? <laughs> yeah.
11: <laughs>
8: I don't know, man. I feel like he's close. I feel like he's teetering on the edge.
5: You ready? All right, Boomer Geo, coming alive, you live. Bill Core Tough Studio on the fan and CBS Sports Network. Kevin Clancy, KFC from Barstool, hanging out another hour with us. And he turned me on to this story that I did not see, which is truly amazing. So Scotty Pippen, Luke Longley, and Horace Grant are going, the on, yeah, they're going on tour. They're starting in Australia to do a live show called No Bull. To dispute the stuff that was going on in The Last Dance, which obviously Love was it. the documentary Love about it. Michael Jordan and the 90s bulls and on all, all that stuff that happened during COVID and everybody was watching it. I mean, what? In, this is a level of pettiness that I'm not uh, sure it can I ever mean, be. To reach. go
7: on tour, especially like we're going to go to Australia to start. I guess that's where Luke Longley's from, right? So yeah. maybe, mm-hmm. maybe uh, he's the driving force behind this. But, I mean, there's no doubt in my mind that there's a wildly different side to the story, yeah. you know, and probably 10 other sides to the story. Uh so I'm here for it. I want to hear <laughs> all the stories, man. It's it's going to be I mean will will somebody will these guys like have have the balls to like are you going to really tell some bad stories yeah. about MJ? Like are you going to that's a that's a road you know. Are you really
5: willing to cross that bridge where like there's no there stuff back? there with with gambling? Sure. And there's rumors about father and all that other stuff. That's right. Like, like, hey, I, you know, want to touch that if there's
7: any truth to any of it or just you know if MJ lived in uh, played in a different era where you have all this access and all these different standards, I think you know his perception would be very very different. Yeah, it might have and, been John Morant. You know, right, right. right. <laughs> and and so if these guys are. And, you know, they probably – you sit back for the next past 30 years just being like, hey, whatever. We, we won some rings. We had a good run. But now, all of a sudden, if you're going to make this documentary and have this, you know, whole uh, – you're going to paint us in this light, I mean, they have every
5: right to say their side of the story too. Now, I,
7: I've Plus, listened. we're in the NBA, and everybody in the NBA is going to have right. a podcast at some point. So
5: Yes. And now this is four years ago now. A lot has happened. But I don't remember – Watching that Last Dance documentary and, and coming out of it, going, wow, those guys were just total scum. His teammates. Now the Scotty Pippen Scottie not got,
7: Scottie was not, not playing
5: he, hard because of the contract thing and he, whatever. Scotty
7: did not come out of that looking good. Yeah, but it, I it, don't know. I mean, Luke Longley and Horace Grant, yeah, it's okay, a guy like, oh, what, what do you do? guys? But yeah. you know, if it's like, yeah, anybody, you see it here, right? There's all sorts of inter-office, you know, gossip and drama and stuff in in any organization. And so, like, maybe if you weren't a part of it, but you were like, wait a minute, that's not how that happened. And sure. You know, you want to stick up for your buddy or whatever it may be. I think Scotty has the right to... By the way, the the whole Larsa Pippen, Marcus Jordan yeah, thing is like, that feels like an episode of Black Mirror where it's like, you're telling me Michael Jordan... And then I guess that just broke up, but it's like, Michael Jordan's son ended up with... Sky Pippin's ex? Like, what? <laughs> what? I know. So, you
5: know, it's, Hollywood would turn that script down. Well, I mean that—that's just pure rebellion on those two parts. It's I don't know be. if they actually liked each other or not. I guess they dated for a while a while, but that's rebellion. That's P- that's screw you, Dad, and and she's screw right. you, Scotty. Hey, what that is. the Pippin Jordan
7: combo worked once before,
5: <laughs> so let's let's run it back. Uh, yeah. But I, I I wonder.
7: There's got to be enough juice and enough to refute. To warrant a live show and a tour, yeah. Like if they just come out and say, like, no, actually, I did try hard in practice. It's like, well, that nobody cares. Yeah, you know? nobody cares. So if they're gonna really try to make their buck and like make their name. You got to imagine there's some real
5: like bombs yeah. they're
7: gonna drop. I mean, you know?
5: I know that Scotty came out of it when with Michael Jordan saying some of the stuff that he said, but I mean, I really, I don't, I, I did not change my opinion on Scotty Pippen and how good he was in that dynasty. I mean, to him, you no, know, but I bet you if you were. A Bulls
7: fan? If you were... No, if you were, like... There were so many people watching... Younger people watching that... Yeah. Who didn't really know. And, like... I remember people being like, Whoa, like Jordan was was that dude, huh? It's like, Yeah, yeah, we weren't lying about it. Right. But if you were younger and you didn't know Pippen and you that's your impression of him, yeah, I can, you'd I can probably be that. like, Wait, what? And it's like in reality he was probably like the second best player in the league and like yeah. you know, he had his that moment where he sat you know, sat himself down and all that, but for the most part, great, you know? Yeah. So I d I don't it's just he's forever gonna be in MJ's shadow though. It's just it's like that that feels like a fight you can't win. Yeah. Unless you've got like the goods. And if you're gonna drop some sort of bomb on him that even if you did have it, I don't think MJ I, I think MJ's got guys that'll like make you disappear. Yeah, you know, I don't want that, out, you know? man.
5: I, like, I mean, I know they don't like yeah. each other anymore, but geez, I don't want to see that. Like these guys fighting in that way, and if Dude, Scottie Pippin's tarnishing Michael I Jordan.
7: Know. To me, it's like I, I picture Scottie like carrying him off in the flu game, yeah. and everybody, you know, dapping it up, and that's being the memories awesome. I want. But it, but it also makes sense. It's like you know those guys were coworkers. Yeah. You know, they're not they're not family. They're not best buds like Rodman like you know these guys were crazy
5: yeah i mean it's interesting how barstool has taken that office drama thing to a a level that no one else has achieved and that's got to be so when we do stuff like that here it's very rarely serious like it, it might be a tinge of truth but it's very rarely serious like like, with, with Spike Eskin, he's leaving. I call him lame duck skin. I say stuff like he's... This is Spike
8: Eskin, this skinny, vegan, hipster...
3: <laughs> yeah, right.
5: That. Like, and and it's we're busting each other's balls. And there's obviously, there's some things that happen off the air that we, we, we don't talk about. But with the, the drama that you guys have, it's real, and it's out there, and that's got to yeah. be a really difficult thing to deal with if you're not prepared for it. Yeah, I mean, there's... We
7: usually refer to it as being in the mud and there's only certain people that can really live in the mud. Yeah. You yeah. know, like at this point I uh, I'm used to it, I'm numb to it. I should say I'm numb to it. It still sucks when you're really like in the blender or fighting somebody or, you know, publicly debating and arguing and going back and forth. But it's uh you know, it's part of what made Barstool successful is that reality TV aspect of it. Yeah. And that uh You know, it is kind of like a team, and there is internal drama, like clubhouse drama, locker room drama. And the way we usually handle that is, like, let's do it out there and on the air, you know? I would say here, though, you know, there was, as a fan looking in, there was always like, oh, these guys don't get along, and these guys have the problems. Well, obviously, right. You know, the, the, the big dogs had their issues, and anytime those... Anytime those shots were even semi-public, it was like, ooh, like, gotta tune in. Well, gotta sh- hear what the morning show is gonna say about Mike. And what, Mike, you know, so any any that has success in entertainment and sports and whatever on that level, I think there's gonna be that desire to see behind the curtain, and we just kind of open the curtain willingly,
5: you know? right? I, I, without a doubt, the Mike and Craig, and then when I took over, and Mike wanted, like he. He was so happy, I think, to not... He wasn't happy that Craig got in trouble. I, I want to make that clear. He was no. very, very good during that time. But he was probably happy that he didn't have to deal with the slings and arrows totally, anymore. yeah. So then, when I came on, and I wasn't attacking him, but I did the impersonation of him, he didn't like that. Huh? He didn't like that. So mm. then he then fired back, and then we had this all this thing back and forth. So so it went from Craig, and then into to me, and I didn't even I wasn't even trying to do that. I was just doing well,
8: the stuff that I do. do. I do the voices. I do. here. stop this. with the impersonations of me. I mean, enough already. God.
3: <laughs>
8: <laughs> do you think there is some part of it though that's like
7: it's it's like uh, you know it's a little bit like you are on. You are on a team almost, and like there's competition where it's like whoever took that chair, eventually there's going to be some friction. Sure. Because that's just in, in a weird way. Bar, it's very similar to Barcelona in that, like, we will probably fight each other more than anything. But then when there's like an outside problem, oh, yeah. We kind of like close ranks and we're like, all right, let's handle
2: business. You know?
8: Giannotti, I mean, he is short on ability. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's the
5: greatest one ever. That is the greatest one ever. I love that He's great. We had a uh, SHAWT short, short on ability. His son uh uh Harrison. Yeah. Tech uh, Bar story. Right?
7: Well, yeah, we we uh so Mike texted us and said, you know, do you have any internships and we kind of were like of course, anything. Uh and I I was under the impression he was a little bit older than he was.
5: Yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a young man. Yeah,
7: and uh he's in high so, school. Right? Yeah, I was like, is this even legal? I don't, yeah. don't even know. Can we technically uh, call you? No, an actor? it isn't. But he uh he did a great job for us. He was doing a lot of uh, you know good good work for us over the summer. So we yeah, I see it. Yeah.
5: And Mike's got involved with a bunch of stuff. He did one of the golf videos with somebody. Yeah, he did Marty, Marty
7: Mush, Marty Mush, golf with him. He did Frank uh, uh, Frank Walk's, Frank walks one yeah. of his walks. He's he's been good. Mike's Mike's been very good to Barstool over the years. Uh, Letting us sell the shirts and, yeah, and yeah. having fun with all that. So,
5: didn't uh, you come in one day and he's like, "I, I knew uh, Portnoy for a long time. Or, I knew he said something like you, like you know, he, from he, the very I, beginning." Think, I like, think what? he conflates me and Dave. Yeah,
7: because um, he came in and I, I don't even, you know, I'm not going to correct the Pope, but yeah, he yeah. was like, you know, Portnoy used to uh, hang outside my studio and wait for me to like say hello to me, and I was like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, totally, man,
3: totally. Sure. It's
7: like, that was me, uh, but, you know, cool. Uh, and he sees David at the, the racetrack and all that sure. stuff, but I think he, you know, has his own...
5: He misremembered, if you yeah, will. Yeah, sure. Right, right, absolutely. Those two would probably be fast friends if they spent a lot of time oh, yeah. together. yeah, I,
7: I think the, the, in the, the short dealings they had with each other have got along great.
5: <laughs> they just see Just seen, talking horses and money. Right, and, horses and, and gambling and yeah, money and totally. media. I mean, w- without a doubt, those two... Uh, Titans in the industry. Totally. Oh, yeah, there you go. That Look was at back, that. Back page of Short the New York Short on ability. Short <laughs> on ability. Sports Radio Feud gets ugly and personal. That's what yeah. you need, though. You need that juice, man. It's like...
7: I, it stresses me out, and I... So we, we were doing our... Uh, I have KFC Radio, which is the podcast, and then we had Barstool Radio, which is our live, just talk about Barstool business show. And... When it gets dramatic and you know you're fighting, it's it's a grind. You yeah, know? and it's, it's like, not fun. Yeah, no, but it but the people love it. Yeah, they I know,
5: love it. I know they do.
7: That's why the Portnoy, Kirk Minahan, and uh, Ryan Whitney show is. Because those guys will just say whatever about whoever. They you don't, don't have the right standing to be able to talk trash. You know what I mean? Sure. Where if I tell you, you know, you're a bum and you're not doing your job well, that's just like, hey, you're being a jerk to me, dude. Yeah. Like, why are you? Why are you throwing me under the bus? When the boss says that, it's like totally. different oh, story, yeah, you got you know? yeah, to take notice. So, right. So, who was uh, the
5: person who best stood up to Dave over the years in your mind? In, like, a public thing.
8: And are they still alive?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've probably done, like, the most. Like, I used to host Barstool Radio with him, and we would go at it. I mean, it's incredible how much we disagree, and we're, like, you know, polar opposites. It's like, he's Boston, I'm New York. His teams win, my teams lose. You know, yeah. he always wins gambling, I'm the mush. Like, everything is the opposite, and I'm on the short end of it. Right. <laughs> uh, I used to probably go at him, like, the most, but I would say... uh you know, uh, he's just, you know, he's just on a whole other level. But guys like Ryan Whitney and and, and uh, Kirk, Kirk uh, some of the, you know, the Bustin' of the Boys guys, the guys who have, you know, pro athlete status. I'll tell you, Alex Cooper and Call Her Daddy was the one who really, she really got the best of him. Yeah,
8: right? <laughs> yeah it seems she, like, she, it, right?
7: So did
5: she live to tell the tale? Yeah, like $60 million later, she's, uh, she's doing all right. Yeah, does he like when people challenge him? Because I'll give you an example here with Mike. There was one time that he... He was, I was on the air and I disagreed with one of his takes, but I didn't say it was Mike's take. I didn't even know it was Mike's take. And he came in and he just roasted me and he's fighting with me about whatever. And I just sort of was like, I was in shock because I, I had hosted like one show or two shows in my life and I was just like in shock. I was like, uh, Mike, I didn't, I wasn't trying to take a shot at you. I just disagreed with what your opinion was. Right. And then he walked away and then like 10 minutes later he goes, Next time you fight with me. And I was like, Okay. Uh, or, or, all right. I like that. Right. Like, yeah. So, um, so is Dave that Dave's way? Dave's not like that, but he is
7: very. uh You can say whatever you want. It's like the only company in the world where, like, you know, he's the boss. But if you want to write a blog, go on the air, say this about him, say that about him, call him names. He's like it's fair game, but he's gonna shoot right back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and at course. the end of the day, he does write your checks. So, like, it's you know, I'm always like. Like I'll take it right to the line, and then I'm like, but maybe I should fall back because yeah. you know right. I don't want I don't no, shoot to shoot myself in the foot here. Yeah. I'm not gonna. Oh, be yeah, and that's the thing. thing you can't beat him. I mean, he's got to deal with the devil. I just put out a video on our YouTube channel on and on Rumble. Like I, it's a 15 minute video compiling all of the of the just good fortune and good luck that's gone his way during his run, and it's he's got to deal with the devil. You cannot beat him.
5: Yeah, and I the one more thing about that Mike interaction, I remember when he goes next time you fight with me. So after he like undressed me in front of everybody in the newsroom and just roasted me, Chernoff is watching this whole thing, you know. And then he Mike walks away, and then Mike goes somewhere else, and Chernoff goes, he shouldn't have done that to you. And I was ah.
7: like,
3: you could have said something. Hey, You're standing right up.
7: there. No, but I do think there's something uh, we say this too with Dave. It's like. When you're on his radar there's at least a little bit of like honor in that oh, yeah, like, yeah yeah if he's not even willing he's you know uh, right. he doesn't even bother to talk about you that's worse than right. you know being worthy of the dress down
5: right yeah I always used to say too that if Mike liked you on the air that was not a good thing because he perceived you as not a threat right right there's I a like little, that guy yeah I yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right.
6: totally wouldn't I, I mean, shoot to that man
5: yeah I totally. always I always felt that way Geo on the fan end, CBS Sports Network. It'd been great to have KFC Kevin Clancy from Barstool here today. So, like after you do the show today, like, oh, you doing a podcast from home? You taking the rest of the day off? Like, what uh, do you do? I got up pretty early today, so I think I'm going
7: to treat myself. Uh, I'll probably, <laughs> I might stop by the office, but usually uh, we put our shows out on Tuesday, Thursday, so we record you know Monday, Wednesday. So, I got a lot of the work uh, done early. We've been going, like, nonstop. We were in Vegas. We were uh, <clears throat> we went out to the Daytona 500. We're going to go out oh, to Chicago yeah. uh, next week. We're doing the Barstool Combine. So, we've been going, like, nonstop, so... I might take the day. So Daytona used you guys to get some uh, love, Uh, uh, huh? The mush, once again, like, brought the (laughs) rain. The race (laughs) got postponed until late on Monday. We had to leave, so I basically, you know, barely got to experience it. But my first taste of anything NASCAR, it was wild, man. Yeah. Those guys are, like, they're just, all all the top racers are just, like, at the bar,
5: at the party, you can walk right up to them. The access is unparalleled. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I, I feel that way about like country music too. Like the country music artists are so different than the other artists. Absolutely, they're just like hanging around. It's, it's regular so people. foreign
7: to us here. Yeah.
5: like but when you get
7: immersed in it and you realize how much people love it, and it's uh, it's a whole different world. All
5: right, CeeLo, what do you got over there this hour? I
7: don't huh? know.
9: We'll see, what we can come up with. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human grade dog food delivered right to your door. We'll kind of reset with the uh, Met news from the top this morning. You got Kodai Senga, of course, atop the rotation at least uh, in pencil to begin the season, but he's got some early trouble here.
1: Yeah, after the after his size session yesterday, he came in and you know experienced some arm fatigue. Uh, so he's staying inside, and we're
9: taking a look at him. That's manager Carlos Mendoza. Yesterday in Port St. Lucie, not sure yet where they're going to go from here. What's your oh, we gotta with the trainers. Go ahead. Go What's ahead.
5: What's your <laughs> least favorite met of all time?
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> Long man. List. Um.
5: That's a that's a good question. So I'll I'll give you someone who was it's recency bias, but. He's gonna be up there, but right now is my number one is Max Scherzer. I can't stand that guy. I hated his guts That's when he was be here. A good choice, man. You know, I, I irrationally disliked Roger Cedeno.
9: <laughs> Why? Yeah, that well, he was anything wrong.
5: No, when he when he was originally here first, he was great. But then he, they re-signed him and he got a contract, and I felt like he was loafing. He wasn't trying yeah. to steal bases I and mean, I just felt like he took the money and and became a lazy player. You know,
7: what drove me crazy was Daniel Murphy, man. <laughs> yeah. He drove me nuts, and that, wow. that error—I wouldn't say most hated. Right. I, I, I'm not putting him on that list, but I'm just thinking through the years of the guys who like drove me crazy. I mean, the, it's just the uh, Guillermo Mota was a great one. Oh, Aaron God. Heilman, yeah. pre- pre- pretty much the bullpen. Yeah, when really start going through it. The yeah. bullpen are the real uh, Roberto uh, Alomar, Roberto Alomar. Kaz but Matsui was no Kaz, Kaz was just like not good. Roberto Alomar is like what what. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, you can go but on. Really, the on. bullpen. I with mean, the bullpen, the bullpen is the one. Uh, yeah. Br- Braden Looper. That's the answer. Braden Looper. Braden is answer. Looper. Yeah, Looper Blowing that, wow. that opening day in 05 with that Pedro
5: start. You know uh, what's funny? You know, I'll, I'll never forget the guy. And that, that was 05 was his first year. Is that what it was? Or was it 04? I'm not sure if it was his first year, but. I want to say it was oh uh, No, wait. Hold on. It was 2003 those guys came in. I'm almost positive of this. Don't, don't say it yet, CeeLo. Okay. But the cover of the 2003 Mets yearbook that came out at the beginning of the season had three guys on it. So, all right. Was it 03 his first year? Looper? Yeah. 04. 04. Okay. So it's the 2004 Mets yearbook. Three guys were on the, that cover. Two of them were just mentioned in the last two minutes. <laughs> and the third one, I'd be curious to see if you guys could come up with. No, oh, it's uh, no shot I'm coming up with it. All right, so it was Braden Looper, okay, Kaz Matsui, two thousand four, and who they brought in another guy who was a quote unquote big acquisition for them that all Was that, that like the season. Jeremy Bernitz and mm-hmm. Mo Vaughn? No, your that was
9: position. That player? was two
5: thousand and two. Uh, then Kevin Kevin Apier too. That was oh two Kevin Apier, and then they they went through it, and then then they went like cheaper, and it was position player. Right. Outfield. So with Kaz, Kaz Matsui, Eddie Eden
9: Looper, signing? outfielder.
5: Ah, uh, I believe it was a free agent signing. Two thousand four outfielder. Center
9: field. Center field. <laughs> wow. wow, Mike Cameron. Yeah! Yeah, there you go.
8: Bang. See, I, I liked my Cameron. Yeah, of,
9: I, I liked my Cameron. man. I liked him. Yeah, too. See, I wouldn't have thought of him as a hated. I hated Met. No, you wouldn't. No, no and that was too yeah, early to yeah. Once you said center, I was going to, I was thinking, okay, I know, you, you, I'm sorry. You, you, you
5: put those God. things together. All right. I, I was saying it was a hated man. I just said those three guys, I remember. Gotcha.
7: Like That's, Mike Cameron, Casper, J.B. and
9: Braden Looper. That yeah.
7: diving, catch, crash was. Oh, my
5: God. Scary. Just that was horrible. one of the craziest things I've ever watched.
9: Now, another name that I feel like people don't necessarily hate because he didn't seem like a bad guy, but the Jason Bay contract was oh, yeah. a disaster yeah. as well.
7: It, it's not necessarily that you hate the. The person. Yeah. It's more the results that end well, up. There were some
5: bad guys. Like Vince Coleman
3: was yeah. a bad yeah. guy.
7: <laughs> but 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 as far as like most aggravating Matt, it's always a bullpen guy for me, man, because those are just game in hand Yeah. K. Rod and Amanda
5: Armando mm-hmm. Benitez. I hated Mike Stanton's. The I hated Yank- I hated Tom Glavin after oh, yeah.
7: after, oh, after that final game of the year when he was like eh, whatever yeah. happens.
9: Who yeah, was yeah. the dude in the uh was it the, was a taxi cab or uh, Warner Sanchez, Warner Sanchez yeah. God that that, cool that fact, cab yes. ride
7: <laughs> that cab ride ruined my life as yeah, we know
9: it yeah. <laughs> cuz
7: honestly like everything would have fallen into place that year yeah mm-hmm. they wouldn't have had to make the moves at the deadline i think they were, i think i read a a story that they were gonna go for somebody else at that deadline but then they had to shift gears and get bullpen help cuz he went down I, that they would have won the world series that year if he didn't get in the cab ride Dewaner Sanchez, <laughs> the unbelievable. glasses, unbelievable.
9: He was unreal, man. He was so good. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with Sanga. Hopefully he's okay and he doesn't get added to this list of uh, most disliked Mets. And maybe we'll get a little bit more information about his condition later on today. So
5: it was, uh, I think it was last Friday. I love doing like the the Friday three o'clock happy hour locally, then coming back and having like spend two hours at the local bar and come back, and then you're with your family the rest of the night, have dinner with them. So I got into like this Mets trivia thing, which is something I never. You know me really yeah, well. Yeah. I would never do this. This is like an Evan Roberts thing. Yeah, Thank it you, Frank the Franklin normally, Tank. Thing. Actually, right. Yeah. So like somehow I'm just doing this <laughs> Mets trivia and I'm throwing this stuff out there. So I'm talking to my friends about it. This this older Mets fan wearing a Mets hat comes up to me and goes, "Try me." <laughs> so I'm like, "All right, I'll start off easy." Manager of the 1973 Mets that went to the World Series. And he goes, Oh, rah, 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 rah. I'm like, are you kidding me? It's like Tony calling up, saying he knows right. all the numbers and not knowing them right away. So it's it's Yogi, right? Yogi Berra is the answer. So then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to come up with one with, for you. He's like, who was the first baseman of the Orioles when the when the Mets beat him in the World Series? I hey, Boog Pal. And he's like, all right, fine. <laughs> he
8: walked away. And I was like, screw you. Get out of my face. But, Boog Pal, nice. Yeah, yeah. Good pull. But so
5: I have, it's still there. Is the point of this. Like it's still the crazy nutso person. It's still deep down, but it and it only comes out in certain situations. Where the, I feel like I need to dunk on somebody when I'm drunk, you know? And
9: it's the older <laughs> stuff when you were more impressionable. Yeah, that's we. I, I mean, we I guess that's when you were... Something recent from the last couple of years, you wouldn't have that. No clue. Yeah. Same for, Same here. No clue. I, I, I will
7: watch, you know, every single game for a season and then it's just like out dunk, the window. Right? But when when you're young and yeah. a sponge and you're like reading every article... And, and you care. Listen. Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. You have Feelings and emotion, and you're alive inside. Right. Yeah.
5: Well, it's a, it's also pre-family stuff too. Is a big thing. Yeah, it's a
7: factor. Yeah. It's
5: a it's a huge difference. Like, because
7: baseball is such a commitment, man. I know. Like really I don't is. know what I'm going to do this year, knowing that there's like
5: no shot to contend. It, it's hard
7: to I be like... I would say that. Brother, maybe not on. No,
2: I mean, I'm Who's may- going to
5: pitch? Hold on, wait, wait. Maybe t- to contend for a World Series? I don't think there's no shot that they could contend for a wild card spot. I, I do I think that's a possibility. Anybody can make a wildcard. Yeah. So, yes. But it's like... I mean, that rotation is going to be Yeah, tough. they're not going to win a World Series. not going to win. They're not going to get to an NLCS. There's no way any of that's happening. But they can definitely... It, I think, and so I like when there's no expectations. Actually, I'd Helps, rather go yeah. into a season with no expectations. Yes, but if they I I suck, I I'm like, like all like,
7: right, they suck. You know that with that rotation, and and I, you know, your one injury or one bad Mets thing away from like another seventy win season. Arm, you arm know?
9: fatigue. Uh. <laughs> Yay. Uh, all right, the Knicks are back out of the All-Star break tonight. Still missing O.G. Ananobi and Julius Randle. Uh, no specific return-to-play timeline for either. Randle optimistic, though, that he'll make it back from that dislocated shoulder this season, but he did admit surgery remains a possibility. You
10: know, I have to weigh out every day, ultimately, and, and decide you know, from there. But uh, right now, I'm just focused on trying to avoid that, obviously, and get back on the court. Like you got the Knicks
9: and the Sixers tonight down in Philly. Dante DiVincenzo good to go. He's off the injury report. Boyan Bogdanovich and Isaiah Hartenstein are both probable so you should have at least three of those fellas back who were out uh, just before the All-Star break arrived when the Knicks had lost four in a row five out of six. Nets and Raptors in Toronto. Kevin Alley's debut as the interim head coach. You've got coverage on the fan and the free Odyssey app beginning at 6.50. Hockey-wise, good one tonight in Newark. Rangers and Devils as the Blue Shirts go for a ninth straight win. Also, the Islanders are in St. Louis to face the Blues. This popped up on my timeline. Probably better for Boomer, but I'll play it anyway. It's short. It's quick seems relatively recent um this was a TikTok guy out on the street in new york city somewhere with former mayor bill de blasio yeah I, you saw this i
5: yeah i thought oh, I, I thought i saw this a, a few months ago it's still good it's great play it oh it is a few months ago yeah just like the nick saban interview was. yeah
9: well we can get to that in a second thank you Gio. you've been sitting on that i know <laughs> waiting there <to, laughs> waiting to jab me yeah. so basically he grabs him on the street this guy makes it seem like he wants to take a you know friendly selfie with him and he kind of sabotages yes, sir, it's this guy across. okay hey Hey, how's
3: it going, man?
12: Thanks
9: for the city. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure he realized because he had like he had uh, earphones and he's like, oh right, yeah, have a nice day. Uh, so would you, you say I think maybe the most
7: universally hated man ever in New York? Um, he's way up there. Yeah,
9: because there's a uh, there's
7: always one side you know that defends sure. it, whether it's politics or sports or entertainment. No, he brought everybody, everybody together.
8: Everybody hated him. Yeah, he brought everybody yeah, together. Him won. David Berkowitz too. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, like at least you got some energy, like Son of Sam movie it, and everything something out, of came of it. out of that. Right, something something came once out
7: of De Blasio it. ate pizza with a fork, and, and oh out he's a Red Sox fan
5: and all that, uh, and he killed the the woodchuck. Remember that? Uh, oh yeah, we talked about that. Drop, him. drop the groundhog. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> murderer. Uh, can you find out the the French fries vaccine video that he did? Oh, that was bad. which was. Do you remember this thing? When you if you got a vaccine you would get a free burger and fries. <laughs> oh my god. And he does this promo for this where he's like, "Mmm, you're telling me that I could get a vaccine and get these delicious french fries?" <laughs> I mean, it is the most cringeworthy nightmare of all time. I don't know. Actually, I don't do people like Mayor Adams? No. I think he's once he did that 9/11 thing the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
7: Uh, that and then that there was a video from him from like, 2011 that goes re-viral all the time where he was trying to promote gun safety. Have oh, you seen it's that? the greatest. Yeah. And he's just go... He's like... He's encouraging parents to go
5: through their... Yes. Their kids' rooms.
7: Yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah. there could be a crack pipe. Yeah, there right. There could be a gun over
5: here. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so like a he's... baby doll. Just a normal baby doll. But <laughs> yeah. in the baby doll butthole, here is heroin. <laughs> I think he's more <laughs> of like a punchline at this point than... Yeah. You know, hated. But man, all De right. Blasio is... Yeah, here's, here's the De Blasio french fry hamburger vaccine video.
8: <laughs> I got vaccinated. You're saying I could get this, a delicious
3: fries My man, but there's also a burger element to this.
5: burger
8: element to this. Let me check with
7: Bill it That's amazing. A burger element to this. There's also Mid a Mid-chew.
5: Yeah, I mean, That's maybe delicious french fries. Right? Uh, I mean, what, I, just think about that for a second
7: again the PR man it's like who out there is saying these are good ideas like not
5: to get into a vaccine debate but they they tried to lure people to get vaccinated with a cheeseburger burger and, fries. and french
7: fries <laughs> like there was anybody out there that was like I don't know about the vaccine man you know I don't trust science wait I can get a burger and fries okay <laughs>
9: Ah, Sign me up! Like Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden going to be like, give me that! I want right. the burger and fries. Yeah. God, it's amazing! Crazy. So you, you you jabbed me about the Saban thing, right? Rightfully so. And I'll to further that what he mentioned that Mayor Adams video. I had no idea that was from twenty eleven. I thought that was more. It, but
5: but it did it did go re viral. So <laughs> yeah.
7: So
9: you're you're safe in that yeah, one. Yeah. He was
5: not the mayor at that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah.
9: The Saban thing duped me because. Um, there was a story about he did give some quotes yesterday about lending his voice to college football or whatever, and the video with Reese Davis was embedded in there. I'm like, oh, yeah. it must be from that thing, and I psh, took the low hanging. Anything
5: happened at the Kansas City uh, parade, the Chiefs parade
7: today? Or? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All
9: right, yeah. all
5: right.
7: Has <laughs> did you guys talk about the uh, NYPD dance team? No, I, I don't want to I, hear Boomer talk about that.
5: I actually I don't know that story.
7: It's it's there's just a dance team. <laughs> <laughs> there's this. It's a crew of like. Six or eight uh, female cops, and they're a uh, full figured girls. And they are, <laughs> they are, what Al said? Maybe nice we should Al. put them on Love Is Blind, and they um are just doing this dance routine that's like so unbelievably bad, and like it would it wouldn't make any sense anyway, even if they were good dancers. But on top of this being a stupid idea, they're bad dancers. They've got like knee pads on, and they were doing it. I think on like Good Day New York, and it was like, here's your NYPD dance team and people were just having a field day with that Oh, wait, here
5: it is. Yeah, I got it. Now. I
7: mean, wow. like again,
5: who is signing off on this? Oh, at a
7: time where like, you know, police and oh, the yeah. city and everything is at a fever pitch. Let's let's put the dance team out there. You're yeah. right,
9: Boomer would be have oh, some good thoughts on uh, that. Yeah.
7: Picks 11. As soon as he's back, Meet make sure NYPD about dance team.
3: Oh, oh boy. full figured
5: gals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh my lord, Jesus! Yeah, I, I, they're wearing basketball jerseys. You could have told me that was the Liberty. <laughs> easy now. Oh, that you could have. I would have believed it. What do you mean, easy now? <laughs> and they're 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 big. Yeah, they look like a basketball. They're wearing basketball jerseys.
9: Did you hear the one where Al put me on the spot the other day with the high school team that forfeited at halftime? Oh, with the yeah, the yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's the certainly. I don't spot. have an opinion on that. <laughs> no, I did not. I did not have a strong take on that one. How could you not have a strong take well, on what's that? The one? Strong take, I said. I mean, they forfeit. I said they're probably protesting the game. I can understand why. They're like, oh, they had too many injuries, and I'm like, well, what was this? This. Uh, you know, person not called for any <laughs> fouls. I love if, they're, if they're, so, like, are they not, they're injuring three people. I would think there's probably a foul call somewhere along the way. There, Man, no.
5: I tell you, you really are Switzerland. You <laughs> just <the> <laughs> you just <laughs> cannot. Not
9: all the time. It's certain things bring it out of me. Certain things. I pick my spots. This yeah. is
5: not one of them. Some some dude oh, just elbowing take
9: on that high school game in Lowell, Massachusetts. And yeah. That doesn't seem that's like, not the like hill uh, like to die on, I would go down with right? that shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Exactly. Agreed. It's what not, you, though, what's the upside there? Yeah. Well, Very right. calculated, G. No. Nah, what's the upside? Yeah, well, like I, mean, I think common what's sense. To, what's to be gained? I know. <laughs> the
5: the, the upside is, I guess if you're in, in this, but you hosted a show the other day with Brandon and the midday. Yeah, we mixed it up a little you bit. Maybe mixed not it as, up?
9: Maybe not as much as him and McMonagle yesterday, but...
5: Right. By the way, 70% of the show, I looked at the thing, the, oh, the, a uh, lot of Yankees. the podcast, Yankees, yeah. Yankees, Yankees, We Yan- called Yan- that. The Yankees, over-under Yankees, was Yankees, 70%. He
9: said at one point, McMonagle said, Aaron, Aaron Judge has no idea what he's talking to. The Yankees are not making another move. And I was just like, the captain of the Yankees has no, <laughs> no idea what he's idea talking, talking about? about? That seemed like a strong take, but maybe um, he'll be right. But I feel like
5: sometimes you'll, you would prefer the praise on social media for not having a strong take as opposed Um, to impressing a boss about having a
11: stronger opinion
9: it's a fair point fair point and i know why you would think that or Mm -hmm. say that but i don't consciously think about oh i really want that praise on social media i will say that i'm not necessarily looking for the smoke on social media how's that okay you're not looking for the smoke how's that you don't want that smoke it's just like again what's What's the upside Yeah. yeah
5: Uh, Gio, a dancer. You're the guy job.
9: who's a, you're
5: an upside
9: guy. Brother, you say a lot of
7: no, stuff. yeah. Listen, I I I can't help myself, but I understand other people who are like
9: I don't want to argue about. Yeah. About this all day long. He's also in a much more established position than I am. So. I, I, but I, I, the, I will say like, that To, to, get, to get there. I understand. I, yeah, I did, right. I, I
7: did get there by like, I always let it rip, right. I always let it fly, but it was a different time. Mm. Like, I, it's not as easy to do that anymore. Right. Like you said, you can't disagree without people like hating you personally anymore yeah even about sports that's right. the thing like, and, about a
5: sports team and, and you got you know people like call sponsors and try to cancel you and i think it you know. al said this the other day and i it made me think about it on the warm show i think we are getting in a better place with that totally. than we were about I, a year, I, yeah, and a year slowly ago but
6: surely i think jane
5: yeah. doing snl was a good sign
6: i saw bob costas com- commenting on men participating in women's sports and i was like oh bob caught Co- nice guy bob costas <laughs> yeah, is on it he's
7: diving in anybody can yeah <laughs> yeah bob was getting spicy uh talking politics the other day about like neither side he was ripping both sides i was like mm. okay costas okay
9: costas why not <laughs> get like everyone that that's getting older running out of patience for things he's had yeah. enough
5: yeah who was it too that said they were watching a? Ton- oh it was I was like i watch a lot of politics and we're taking a lot <clears> of politics and i'm like yeah, that's what you could just see him after practice going <laughs> straight to Fox News and parking himself there. You know, you know, everything boomer. What, what, what's Tucker
6: Carlson up to? Yeah. Did,
5: did you see him Tucker Carlson in Russia, by the way? Oh my god, unbelievable. But his, like that whole grocery store thing. Crazy. He's like he's like Russians are known for their bread. And he's like Mmm. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I'm like, what is going
5: yeah, on here,
7: Tucker? Man, politics aside, that guy, he knows what he's doing, man. He's like,
5: I, well, he, he knows it, how to move a needle, oh, without a doubt. He like forget it. He'd take the politics. That man is is like entertainment. No, nah, no, nah, nah, what's the deal with that? Like, that yeah. voice is just, it's incredible. He's like, if you put ten rubles into the cart. You get the cart back, but you can only get your 10 rubles back if you put the cart where it came from. Like thinking that was some sort of Russian Novel, genius yeah, idea yeah. with like
6: half the supermarkets in America. Do that. It's crazy. Yeah. Hilarious. Um, but I'd yeah. like to hear Tucker Carlson talk to Miss Peaches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's what we need. Why, why do you have so many nipples? <laughs> What comes it's out of
7: is, those is things? Is your first
6: name Miss or is it Peaches? <laughs> Just, like, which voice do you prefer? Uh, Tucker Carlson or Miss Peaches uh, Dave Portnoy? Uh,
7: I will take any voice over <laughs> the Dave Portnoy Miss Peaches voice. <laughs> Anything, man.
5: All right, see a little moment of the moment day.
7: Moment
9: of the day. Brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. <laughs> Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. <laughs> Tony and Utica waited on hold. How long? Would you say An An hour, wow. and forty-five inch- minutes, wow. upwards of two. Wanted to talk baseball, uh, specifically dead people at the beginning, which was interesting, <laughs> and then forgot something else he wanted to ask or talk to you guys about. And only mentioned only when he mentioned he was eighty-two did he remember. Big Dodgers fan and claimed to know all the Brooklyn Dodgers uniforms from back in the day. Asked me
11: different players, okay, and and. Just tell me if I'm right or wrong about their numbers. Could you love do that?
5: this? All right, let's do this for the next hour and a half. Uh, Don Zimmer.
11: I think you got me ready.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Come
5: on, Tony. Oh, for one, let's go. Wait, say that again. I'm
3: say twenty-three. You got it. All right, all right. 20, we're
5: on the board, twenty-three was right. All right, let's go to this one here, Charlie Neal. Oh boy, not
11: not. Now, now, you may have me on him. Forget it. Let's bypass him. Go on. Ron Schlutz. Oh, boy. That's a tough one. Now, bypass him. Yeah, well, I just made that name
5: up. There's no, <laughs> there's no such guy named Ron Schlutz. So, very good. I'm glad you didn't give a number there. Uh, this is an easy one. Pee-wee Reese. Gabe
11: Athhouse. <laughs> number one. pee Reese,
5: one. Very good. What about Gabe Athhouse?
11: I think you're making
5: up a yeah, 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 yeah. That's another yeah, yeah, yeah. one I'm making up. Yeah. Dick Hurts. It hurts,
7: <laughs> Tony. Let me ask you: Who do you know? How about you tell us I the know, numbers Padres. you know?
11: Johnny Padres. Oh boy, and he's one a one game seven fifty five. Let me say, Johnny Padres. Oh man, see, I made a liar out of myself. I told you I knew them all.
5: That's all right, Tony. Forty five. You, 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 45 you, is you the did
11: answer. this to yourself, Tony.
5: Well, listen, you you, you got a few. You got a few. I mean, I don't know any of them. and right, know, he so a, Kevin's a Mets fan. He didn't well even know Piazza's me. number.
7: You're well ahead of me, Tony, so I I'm
5: impressed. 31. Yep. Yeah, yeah. there you go. I would hope you know that one. All right, Tony. There's Tony and Utica.
9: Legend. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Was that great. At least he finished on a high note with Piazza. So. Him
5: Him saying Dick
9: Hurts was... Yeah, it was <laughs> tremendous. Dick Hurts? <laughs> Who's uh, that guy? Was Tony...
5: Did you say Tony was the same guy who wanted
6: Graceland's number? Yeah, he called us a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah, Helping we kid... Give him the phone number to Graceland because wow. he he had some questions. <laughs> That's right. Yeah,
9: I bet he did.
6: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Your face is what? incredible. Yep. He had a and bunch of old forty five records he wanted to get to Elvis's people. And, yeah.
9: and may so I ask, call the, call the fan? Yeah. Did you? I don't know if you got this deep with Tony and Utica. I assume he watches the TV simulcast, correct? Yes. I mean, how else? How the heck else would he? he's not streaming the Odyssey app? He's like right. That. No, yeah. th- we love the Odyssey app, but I right. can't see eighty two year old Tony and Utica that out. Yeah, <laughs>
5: streaming the Odyssey <laughs> app just standing outside with metal and (laughs) headphones trying to get the AM. That's what he's doing. Uh, (laughs) uh, All right, CeeLo, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. All right, Boomer and Geo coming to you live for the Built Ford Tough Studio. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. In the 6 o'clock hour when CeeLo brought up the arm fatigue for Kodai Senga, we both said, how could you be fatigued now? I mean, they protected you last year. You just got to spring training, and I mentioned there's there has to be something more. This is what scares me. Arm fatigue probably means something more because you can't be fatigued. So we find out that in five minutes, Mets general manager David Stearns will be addressing the media with an update on Kodai Senga. Which you, you never know. want to hear that. You know. You never want to hear addressing the media about anything. He's not going to come on and be like, yeah, his arm's just a little bit tired. We're going to ice it up and you'll oh, see him in a couple my of days. Oh, God.
2: No, oh, no, no. my God. Oh, my God. This
5: oh, has God. to be a season ending thing, right? Surgery or something. <laughs> if the general no, but, manager but, 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 but is addressing didn't the media he, didn't about it,
7: it. say he's like in the dugout, available in the dugout or something? Yeah, available in the dugout. But that, that's a little different than like a, we're calling a press conference, right? Well, that's but it's like down, down in Port and St. St. You can come and talk to me. I don't think he's going to be in the dugout and be like, UCL,
5: it's over. Well, Jeez. but here's the thing. That's how you address the media down there when you're general manager. You don't have, like, a podium or anything. True. It's just the guys that are there, and and it's to provide an update. So it's an update, not to talk about the arm fatigue, but to provide an update.
7: I'll tell you, it's certainly not going to be everything's okay.
5: Yeah. It's, it's certainly not it going to be. We took a look, and it's fine. You know what? It, if it was, that would be unbelievable. That would be a sign of things changing in the Mets world. It's like you know what he's actually totally fine, guys. I just wanted to do say something positive yeah, for once. Yeah, he, yeah, he iced it and felt better, and he'll be back.
7: You know, next week. This uh. is
5: another one of these things. So like, they go, <laughs> Kodai Senga becomes the, the, the de facto ace of the staff after having a very good year so last good. year.
7: So goes and for it, the whole nine, everything. Yeah, uh. and
5: he and he comes back, and he's the man. He's going to be the top of the rotation guy. And now, in the first couple of days of spring training, he's going to be out for an. Ex- and we're just we're speculating. This is a speculation spot, but I mean, arm fatigue into general manager update is is not I, what you want to hear. No, it's not. It's not def- what you want n- yeah. to hear. I mean, that is. I a, mean, who
7: do you who's like the ace of the staff at that point?
5: Severino. Severino.
7: <laughs> God oh uh, heaven right?
5: heaven help us. Well, I mean, I Jesus get, Mary and Joseph as my mom would say. Right. Well you got uh you, then the, obviously all the pictures are up here on CBS Sports Area, Quintana, Mania, McGill, Hauser. It's got I mean Severino's gotta be I mean Joey Fuego. <laughs> yeah, man. Joey Lucchese. <sighs> yeah, I, I would say the answer to that is either Quintana or Severino. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> man. God. <laughs> McGill I mean, had that run when everybody was injured in 22. He filled in so nicely. Yeah, he did. He's, he's, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Severino, if he I mean, if he stays healthy, he could have a great year. If he stayed healthy, a great year, a great year. I think that's uh, how good I think he is, and how talented I think he God. is. But he's just not going to stay healthy. I, you know what? I just realized right now, this moment, I am not mentally
7: prepared for Mets for season. baseball. Yeah. I gotta I, but, but Mets baseball. I gotta yeah. like I gotta gear
5: up and get ready. Another year in the trenches here. Look at how bad the the names on the back of the jerseys are.
8: So small.
5: <laughs> someone said so small. I heard CeeLo say that. I didn't realize it was like it's bad. tiny,
8: tiny, tiny.
5: It's so bad. And it's so, this was a great post. This is so true. So someone sent me, you know, with the see through pants that Fanatics has. Yeah. One of these players in his media day needs to cut the end of their jersey off, go free ball, I was and take say. a picture. I think fanatics will change things real
7: quick if uh, if that's the case. Uh, All right,
5: so uh, 10 a.m., so BT and Sal with uh, Keith McPherson this morning will take you through that news, whatever it is,
1: David Stern's giving an update on Kodai Senga's arm. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
2: Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network.